Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this jam-packed episode. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Star Wars Episode Nine gets a title and trailer at Star Wars Celebration. Disney flexes its IP muscle as they reveal details for the Disney Plus streaming app, and Fox releases the final trailer for Dark Phoenix, and nobody noticed. Plus, a spoiler review of the premiere episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. The jock gives us a Coachella report. We've got more celebrity audio from our listeners on this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 18th, 2019. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that faceless felty there in the corner, that's Lord Ruggs, breaker of farts, heir to the felty throne. What's up, Rug Boy? A Lannister always pays the check. Always pays the check. There you go. Yes. Never cross them. Yeah, you get, you know, you go out to dinner. You don't have to worry about it. Just go to the bathroom when it comes. <laughs> and uh, you come back. It's already done. Oh, that's the yeah. move. Yeah. I've done that move. You got to watch the waitress as she walks over. And then you're like, oh, I conveniently have to take a picture. Yeah. You, you, you miss the whole <laughs> transaction. You don't feel bad. And you come out. You do the whole act that you like. You were like mad that you didn't get to pay. I really wanted to. You pull your card out and everything. Yeah. I'm going to have to use that. Rugs, you drink and you know things. So uh, I think uh, you and Tyrion would get along fine. Sure. I'm an imp. Yes. You are the same size. Uh, I'm as- an imp with a P <laughs> in front of me. Uh, he's a pimp. Anthony, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. glad you. Yeah. I'm glad you made it back. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I- so glad you made it back from Coachella in one I'm piece. Not. No, you miss it. You wanted to live there? I'm glad I, I'm back in one. I'm back in one piece, but I'm not glad that I'm back. I, from, how you feeling? You hurting? I am hurting. Oh yeah. man, I'm still recovering. Oh, I bet. What does this mean? Is like you're not glad you're back, or you're glad? What does that mean? You wanted to be there more? I just did it. You know, whenever you have a big trip that you've been anticipating, I think we started planning that in August. Oh of last man, year. yeah. Oh, so geez. the build, you know, the build up is never. Yeah. It's so it's so long that yeah. when you have a, a weekend or like that, that just. It's such a even though it's a weekend, it, it it goes so quick. You ever notice when you take a trip, the travel there seems to take so much longer than the travel home. See, I always feel the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for me, the travel there is the best. Yeah, like I, I can, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I can, I'm hyped. But the travel back just is always like get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is taking yes, forever. I need to go. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot involved with that travel back. By the way, that I have to talk about. Oh Either man, later or all no, right. Look, whatever. I, we got a segment at the end of the show. We're yeah. going to okay. get a, yeah. the jocks <laughs> report from Coachella. Yeah. But I want to thank you for running the uh, Jock and Nerd Instagram oh, listener. Yeah. <laughs> it, the Instagram went to Coachella, so if you want to peek into the life of the jock, definitely. It's I saved it as a highlight 
Follow us <laughs> at Chocolate yeah, If you think that you're good looking and have cool friends, yeah. look at his they Instagram. And then you're going to be like, no, it I don't. looks like the set of an Asian CW show. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. Lots of flashy lights, big screens. We'll get into all that. Uh, before we get to the geek news and the Thrones review, I have some fun audio to share from Cameo and our listeners. More fun Cameo. Some of it is Game of Thrones themed, which is a lot of fun, like this one right here. Hi, this is James Faulkner. Are you looking for an enjoyable podcast? Well, look no further. Visit jockandnerd.com and subscribe to the Jock and Nerd podcast today. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, go and find it. Yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. He just channeled it. How appropriate. Go and find it. That John Faulkner, who is that, guys? That's uh, Tarly. That is Samuel's Tarly's asshole dick of a father. His barbecued Tarly. His barbecued Tarly. We'll get into that. Spoilers. So beef tarly, beef tarly, and before the when we get to the Thrones review, I have another Game of Thrones cameo. Wait till you hear that. This is gonna be great. And now for something completely different. Here's Andy Dick talking about Rugboy. Hey, what's up? It's Andy Dick. With all of the podcasts out there, how does Jock and Nerd show stand out? How does that stand out? It's the only podcast to feature. A beef chow mein eating, grub hub ordering, couch surfing, comic book reading, three loco loving, ball scratching, funny foul mouth puppet name, rug boy. Does that entice you? Because it entices me. Doug nerd. Uh, oh, we entice Andy Dick. I feel like I'm going to get raped. I, is that a new one? That's a new one, courtesy of Bud, rug boy's <laughs> biggest fan, David Mobley. The fuck? And I think Thanks, a- David. Andy Dick was getting a little bit aroused by the end of that well, cameo. Yeah, he probably had a total boner. But, like, <laughs> um, the thing I have to dispute is Meat I don't boner? use Grubhub. No? I do eat beef chow mein. Okay, but not often. Yes. And everything else, the scratching of the balls, yes. that's all true. Three Loco loving, yes. I like yes. Three Loco the bands. Yes. And yes. Four Loco the drink. They always drink in that. Yes, and the drink as well. So, uh, you know what? 95% <laughs> accurate from the Andy Dick. Thanks again, David. It's just the most bizarre shit. What the fuck are we talking on about? On this show. Scratching my balls. Constantly. My balls was <laughs> yeah. hot. My balls was hot. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the news, you bastard. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Wackiness constantly. Hey, this past weekend, right here in Chicago, in the Chi Town, uh, was Star Wars Celebration. Geek Boner. Which is a thing they do, I think, every other year, every year in different cities. Mm. I'm not exactly sure, but the whole cast of the Star Wars Episode 9 was there. Stephen Colbert was moderating this panel. All the actors were there. They announced a bunch of things. Most importantly, they announced the name of fucking this movie, Episode 9, and a trailer. Oh, shit. Episode 9, officially titled The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Coming out this Christmas, 2019. What do you guys think about that title? So, first of all, the title's a little bit confusing. Anybody else think it's confusing? I, I, I'm, I'm just a bystander here, so this is all you two, and I'll give my... Stupid thoughts later. So what? What, what do you, is that? A, oh, should I give that? my stupid yeah. thoughts? First? Yes. Your, your, your thoughts are smarter than mine when it comes to Star Wars. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Rise of Skywalker is either going to be because I guess Luke Skywalker is dead. Correct. Obviously, yes. go. Yep. The bloodline is gone, or is or is it? Or dun, dun, dun. is there is there the departure from the old ways of the Jedi and the Sith going to now blur into something else where they're not called a Jedi? There's not an order. There's no religion. There's no like uh, monk or whatever. You, yes. Whatever they do. Yes. They're, what was that they do? They they take a vow of celibacy or something. Do they? Oh, Jedi's done. Fuck. Why? I must be frustrated. I don't know, but they, it's more like um, this new school, which is going to be called this, the Skywalker School. That is an interesting theory, and I saw that, and I that that's kind of interesting. But initially, I was like, shouldn't this be the fall of Skywalker? I thought we were ending with the Skywalker. I was happy to see the end of this whole nine episode saga, but then what? The, your explanation is that it goes on, and they become. A Skywalker, like it yeah, becomes like a thing. They're, they're under the banner of doing what Luke Skywalker did, correct? In his name, just like yeah, just like the Batman from the Dark Knight Returns, yeah, who rise up and carry on Batman's yes. legacy. Yes, in the in uh, the, yes, yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, Rugs, overall, what did you think of the trailer for first uh, episode nine trailer? I mean, looks good. I don't know why they always have to put Ray. And all of the female characters in these white uh, robes yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm like, get some badass shit on there. I mean, Let's she go. looks kind of badass. I, I, it's shot beautifully, and it's doing. Oh, it's the uh, shot from when she's in the desert and the and that's whatever that thing is. What is it? What uh, it's uh, it's kind, it's a tie fighter, but it's like a tie something else. Yeah, it's a tie fighter coming yeah, in. Yeah, the lady boy. I, no, the lady boy. Hi, you it tie lady boy. <laughs> of the shot of North by Northwest. Yes. So. What I loved about that initial shot, you have that uh, uh, analogy, North by Northwest, where he's running from the plane. Also, you have your typical gunslinger shot, you know, from the hip. You see the gun in her holster, the lightsaber's out, and you see that the background is out of focus. Your standard Western gunslinger shot they've used in a lot of these movies. So right. I like them bringing these elements in, and that flip over the fighter's kind of badass. I read somewhere that that may be like a vision that doesn't actually happen. It's one of her like Jedi visions. I don't know. Uh, but I thought they did a good job, you know, with these trailers as they do not giving you too much, but hitting, hitting those fucking nostalgia points. I loved Lando and Chewie in back in the fucking millennium Falcon. Holy shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, they need someone from the previous, you know, trilogies in here. Yeah. And now that Carrie Fisher's not, they're going to use her with using old footage, Use right? footage. And it doesn't look bad. It's, it's a good idea. If you can make it work. Uh, Anthony, you're not a big Star Wars fan, but from an outsider's kind of view, what did you think of this trailer, having watched the last two episodes and all those Star Wars movies? <laughs> New ones. All, I, I was going to say, I don't think, I don't remember all the Star I don't even remember what happened in the last episode. That's how non-Star Wars. Last Jedi, I remember how divisive and crazy yeah, that was. I remember hearing all the, I remember more about the uproar than the actual yeah. movie. It looked good. I mean, it looks beautifully shot. Uh, um... Other than that, I was glad I watched it with you because you pointed out a few things that I yes. would have not have even known were there, like the fallen uh, Death Star. Yes, that in, and then, in the distance. And then the dude laughing at the end. I was yes. like, oh, those are important things. Yes, it's it's really tough for me to even have an opinion on these because I I legitimately think I just don't care for Star Wars. Yeah, and the, so there's, the, there's nothing. I don't wrong have with an that. yeah. Legitimately, it's just like for me. I just have no. There, I don't. It's just moving pictures for me. I saw this dude's reaction on Twitter. He was crying. 
Oh, yes. Okay. I was gonna say I wasn't crying. Not you. No. He's. He, oh yeah. I did saw you see that. that? Guy he that... has the video up, and he's just tears are coming as the thing goes on. The that kind of person. Yes. <laughs> what do we very got here? Disappointing. So but, <laughs> look, it's very disappointing. It is. Look, let me just put this out there. I, I want to go over some of the key things in here. They showed some cool stuff, but look. When I saw The Force Awakens, I got the Star Wars geek boner. boner. It felt like Star Wars. It was very good. And now, I don't know if it's been too many movies too soon. All the fucking drama with Last Jedi, with Solo, has kind of taken the sheen off a little bit of this franchise for me. Like, I didn't feel as pumped as I thought I was going to be. I wasn't pumped at all. It kind of is kind of ruining... Um, you know, some of the gloss of this, some of what I liked about this. Well, but JJ Abrams is also the guy who's introducing all this heavy nostalgia to put it back together. What is, what is the actual thing that we're trying to find out here? There's nothing to find out. So, right? so this is like, yes. so like every, yes. every like trilogy yes. has mysteries that unfold yes. things that you have to find out. So Ryan Johnson kills all of those in the second movie yes this is part of the problem yeah can and you guys re- kind of like recap what well, so how does the second one end so that this is a movie to happen <laughs> the second one ends when they get away because luke skywalker sacrifice tricks tricks the uh kylo know, ren with his force yes. projection and and they're able to escape and they escape okay. out the back of the rocks and, and yeah Ray uses her Jedi powers to move rocks. So yes, okay, okay, right. That so there's still like the, I guess there's still the the conflict that in then that Kylo yeah, Ren nothing's is still changed around. in that second but, movie. But the mystery of of Ray yeah. is over. She's or, oh, or, it's or not maybe, over. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. She's <laughs> she's a nobody. That's what she says. And then uh, Luke Skywalker's gone. Yeah, and so. Uh, where else? What else is there to really explore? There's yeah. So okay, look, this Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams was great. It was kind of the greatest hits of the you know the original trilogy. I get it. You needed new people. Yay, great. Uh, but it's very Star Wars. Felt very Star Wars. Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson's trying crazy things, trying to push this thing different places. A lot of it doesn't feel like Star Wars, right? Uh, which is confusing. And now this it just wasn't a strong story. This opinion. is J.J. Uh, going back to his safe JJ nostalgic things. All the OGs are dead. Who do you got? You got Lando. Bring back Lando. Uh, it's a couple of things I love. That medal that Leia has is the medal she gave Han Solo in episode four, New Hope, at the end of the movie. That's kind of cool. Anthony, you mentioned the Death Star uh, on that island. And if that's the second Death Star, it's possible this is the Endor, right? The moon planet Endor where the fucking Ewoks are. Are there going to be Ewoks oh, shit. in this fucking movie? And then Palpatine, who, you know, you thought he was dead. He got thrown down by Anakin at the end of Jedi. He th- So he's hitting all this nostalgia. Remember Palpatine? thrown into the middle of the nuclear yes, core of the Death Star. And then the Death Star exploded. So how is, in fact, Ian McDermott, the actor, came on fucking stage at Star Wars Celebration. It's definitely Palpatine back in this movie. Mm. Now, J.J. is literally showing you I'm putting the pieces back that were left over from The Last Jedi. Remember in The Last Jedi, Kylo Ren smashes his helmet? There's a shot in this trailer where he's welding the fucking helmet back together. They're going to undo everything from Last Jedi. But I was like, is this necessary? Why did it have to go down this way? I don't know what exactly the endgame of this 
series Ooh. is going to be. Pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Game. I was it's just, a rock movie. <laughs> nah, but the uh, I'm just I just know that I'm not as pumped. Where do you want it to end? Because honestly, the only reason I'm excited is I'm excited to see this nine episode Skywalker saga come to a satisfying ending. Are we going to get that? We know J.J. Abrams is the master of setting up vague questions and illusions and none of it. Pays right, off. This is the only thing that really remains. OK, these are the two things that remain. Number one, what is the fate of Ben Solo? All right. Is Ben Solo going to be a good person? Can he be redeemed? redeemed? Yeah. Yes. And then the second one is, does Ray figure out her part in this? Is she going to shepherd in a whole new era for the good side, I guess? Yeah. And how is she going to do that? How is she going to carry this this uh, being the hero of this franchise? So this so, this movie will also have a time jump. I'm like, that's another thing the last that I did that was so not Star Wars. It has started right where The Force Awakens left off like they've never done that there's always been a time jump it makes sense this movie jj said there's gonna be a time jump so stuff will be different and that's a little more so it feels more like star wars but i just feel like it's gonna be just a safe nostalgic return of the jedi remake yeah with some force ghosts at the end of all like uh, obi-wan and all and anakin and all of them showing up and fucking ewoks dancing and singing i don't know if there's gonna be ewoks they're probably gonna be some ewoks maybe i don't know but uh, they'll be like Kind of like uh, in a very short scene. It won't be. I don't think it'll be like the crux of the movie. I hope they've also said that they are going to take a break after this movie, which I think is smart. <laughs> after this, just just wait like two years, three years. Yeah, that that's the smart thing. They, yes. This is not a franchise that needs to copy the MCU no, model it, right now. It makes it less special, and uh, it's just uh, I don't know. It took a lot of the gloss off of it for me. I was like, uh, wow. I thought I'd be well, more. Well, I thought that the prequels did that to a degree yeah. too. They made, they kind of put a stank yeah. on Star Wars. Yeah, they waited though two years between movies. So I thought that after Attack of the Clones, right. they were going to get their shit together. Yeah, because you could see like okay, because Attack of the Clones ends on like a bummer. Like everybody turn all the clone army turns on everybody, and they're like, oh shit, now it's really bad. But um. I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. Listener, uh, the conversation about this continues over our Facebook group. Let us know what you think. Jock and Nerd Nation. Search that in Facebook. It's a closed group for our listeners. We got a bunch of new people. I got to welcome them. Welcome. Daryl K. Maverick Bickett. Tra- Tracy Camp. Cramp. Sorry, Tracy. Whoa. That's Lisa Morrison's friend. Her name is Tracy Cramp. I fuck up everyone's name. And Paul Vasquez. Tim Graff and Trivia Geeks Live, which is kind of like me welcoming myself. It's another. Oh, it's a oh, yeah, whatever. That's a cheap one. It's a cheap one. Now, Paul Vasquez did answer the questions. I captured them. He found us through the podcast, digs the show. His favorite host. Well, guess what? It's fucking Rugboy. Wowie zowie. Whoa. How about that, Rugs? <laughs> Are we running a tally? Who's who's in the we lead? We should. I, lead no, I, I'm not keeping score, but uh, I think oh, we're all I, even. That makes it more fun. I know. Let's say Ruggs is in the lead. Ruggs, Paul. Who is the favorite host, though, of the spinoff show? Oh, that's not a question oh. in the Facebook group, so <laughs> I, I don't have the answers to that. But Paul Vasquez. They're, they're like anyone but Anthony. Anyone. Yeah, you can't. Well, I see the trick question, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
I like I still, that other guy. I still lose. You still lose. Yeah. You no, you don't, because next week. <laughs> look at those Coachella folks. Yeah, that's oh, true. Look at those look Coachella. Those He's winning. You know, he's always winning. He's always that's winning. True. That's what, uh, yeah. <laughs> Paul Vasquez, you are. Run boy improve. Just, I just want you to know that. Thanks for joining. Okay. You guys, we got to talk about Disney Plus because uh, just like Apple had their presentation and it was kind of Disney comes out swinging. Yeah, they did. This is like a heavyweight boxer stepping into the fucking ring, dropping its big mouse dick on the table. Got two, Disney's got two big dicks. It's got massive dicks. Right now, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about Disney Plus. I'm going to bury the lead. I'll give you the price at the end. I want to know your guys' thoughts. This is fucking unbelievable. It will launch in North America on November 12th of this year, 2019. By the end of the first year, there will be 7,500 episodes of existing TV shows, 25 original TV shows, 10 original movies and specials, 500 movie titles with recent releases making up 100 of those. It rolls out internationally in the next few years. Original movies, they're going to have like a live action Lady and the Tramp and others. Original TV shows, holy shit. This is where it gets amazing. The Mandalorian original live action Star Wars spinoff by Jon Favreau. Available at launch will be out. There's an untitled Cassian Andor series with Diego Luna reprising his role from his Rogue One character. Star Wars The Clone Wars coming back for another season. The animated season. The the revival of the animated series. Another season. Here's the Marvel shows. It gets better, motherfuckers. The Falcon and Winter Soldier official. There is a logo. The Loki show with Tom Hiddleston. And I've read that this is kind of like a quantum leap kind of thing where, or like a Forrest Gump thing where you see Loki fuck with things in history and how the outcome came because of Loki. This Scarlet Witch vision show is called WandaVision. I don't know about the name of that one. WandaVision. That sucks. It's a horrible name, but this is the one where they're going to move to the suburbs and try to live with Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany playing their <laughs> roles. An untitled Hawkeye series, possibly with Jeremy Renner and Kate Bishop, which sounds amazing. Marvel's What If animated series, the first episode, What If Peggy Carter got the serum and not Captain America? Geek Boner. These, yeah. these will all. What if she got Captain America's serum? What if she you know got Captain America's uh, D? Uh, Kevin Feige <laughs> has said these are major storylines. This will be exploring a post-endgame MCU. There's also documentaries, unscripted series, one called The Marvel Hero Project, which is about people working in their community, and one called Marvel 616, which sounds great. It's like deep dives into character histories of Marvel. Like cool. one like all about Daredevil and all its creators. Sounds amazing. There's more. They're not done. All major Star Wars, MCU, and Disney Pixar releases in 2019, meaning Captain Marvel's going to be on there. Endgame's going to be on there. Aladdin's going to be on there. All them shits. After a movie now is done in the theater, it will go on Disney+. Plus. All eight made Star Wars movies will be with there within the year. And if that's not enough, people... All 30 seasons of the motherfucking Simpsons. Oh, shit. Available at launch, 660 episodes. All of this. Here's the fucking knockout punch that Disney just took at everybody. $6.99 a month or $70 a year. Oh, shit. That is cheaper than Netflix. That's cheaper than DC Universe. That's cheaper than the CBS All Access. 
The, uh, mm. the day this happened, Disney stock went up. Netflix's market value dropped about $8 billion. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and I don't think Netflix really, they're going to be worried, but I think this is a direct, like Apple fucking screwed the pooch. They uh, blew it. They fucking blew it. And Disney's like, oh, that's cute. Look at this. This is amazing. Yeah. Disney's uh, definitely... That that was a bomb. <laughs> I, I'm a bit overwhelmed by what right? they announced. It's a lot um, of shit. I got to say, I'm I probably will uh, jump on someone else's stream when they buy it. Well, we're gonna get it for the show, but <laughs> well, that that's then then we'll I will use. Who's not gonna get this? You can also. They said they're gonna bundle ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu for one price. The graphic of them with it was Disney Plus. Yeah. The first graphic yeah. I saw was yeah. Disney Plus, and underneath they had Disney. Pixar, yep. Marvel, yep. Star Wars, National Geographic. I was good to myself. Yeah, that's that's a juggernaut right there. That, they, that's five powerhouse franchises yes, that they have. Seven bucks a month. Like, how can you say no? Listen, yeah. every parent's gonna need this. If you are a Marvel fan of the MCU, you're gonna get this. If you are a Star Wars fan, you're gonna get this. Uh, th- it, this is unbelievable how they've undercut. I mean, it's almost half of like Netflix's most popular plan. Yeah, that's know? the thing. See, this is like. Warner Brothers did the whole DC app, but DC's so narrow and and has, and it doesn't even have all of their DC stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. So like it, this is how you actually do it. Like you have all of the Marvel stuff, all of the Star Wars, everything that Fox owns. Like we, you're getting two movie studios' library. You can't fight this IP. You, there's yeah. no way to compete against Disney IP. They are going to rule. So what is there like six studios the now? There's five. All right, there so was six. You're you're getting you're getting basically a third of all the movies ever made, right? Uh, imagine they add comics like the DC Universe app to this. Yeah, they could do that too, but they don't even need. I don't to. think they, they need honestly to, yeah. don't need to. But it would be kind of cool if you're watching the regular Iron Man. Disney app has comics. Though. Oh, it does! Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, at that price, the free app. Yeah, at that price, I mean, it's tough. I mean, if I was. I mean, Netflix is definitely worried. I don't think I think they they're they've established enough of a track record with original shows, yes. and original programming yep. that yep. I think yep. they'll be okay. But you're absolutely right. I mean, in comparison to Apple's announcement, who's Apple, getting that piece of shit thing? Apple's big announcement was having Oprah and Steven Spielberg involved. They didn't in, show any footage. There was no nothing. price, no release and the, date. And the thing is, is yeah, like Steven Spielberg and Oprah are names, yeah. but. What have they done lately? Not, not that anyone would yeah. be excited about Jennifer Aniston. Really, Jennifor Aniston. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're rolling yeah, out people, washed that, up old people. washed up people in terms of like, if you're talking to the the young millennial or even the next yeah, gen, Apple should be way more hip than that. Yeah, yeah. it's not hip it's, at all. Disney and Disney is you know a brand I don't think as hip, but geez, man, when you roll out those powerhouse yeah. brands that they're rolling out, it's a this is a fucking mic drop that you yeah. can't recover from. It's just, it's not hip, it's just way more just enveloping of the whole landscape yeah, yeah. It's of all, entertainment. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good word, word, enveloping. They're almost, it's almost necessary the way they've rolled out their thing to be like, okay, you you just need a Disney Plus. Yes. Like this, this is a Netflix, this is a, you like it's just like you need cable or you, you need a TV, you need a Disney Plus. I mean, I think they sold it right away. People are trying to pre-order Here's my big question this. for you. Yeah. As you were mentioning all yeah. this. So Disney Plus, Disney owns Marvel. Yes. But 
these Spider-Man movies are owned by Sony. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Does that come on to Disney Plus? I don't I think it does. I don't know. I don't think you get to see Spider-Man movies on Disney Will Plus. Will Spider-Man Homecoming? I think that's what I'm saying. Homecoming. Homecoming, maybe. I don't know because now that they're they they made Sony made money with Venom and into the Spider-Verse, won an Oscar. They might, they'll they'll sh- shell out a few bucks for the rights to put that on their on their network. They might have to pay Sony a little bit more. Because Sony yeah. has their own streaming, Sony View. Uh, yes, and Warner Brothers is going to start their own View. PlayStation. Yeah, place. Yeah, but do they make original content? No, I don't. Know. Uh, they do. Oh, they don't. Sorry. I got a link in here. Best video streaming services for 2019 existing. I'm looking at and it. it yeah, compares... you're, you really are, this is the wrong link to send me while we're doing oh, the sorry. show. Oh, sorry. It's comparing <laughs> Netflix, YouTube TV, Hulu, Sling TV, Amazon Video, Fubo, which I've never heard, Sony PlayStation View, CBS All Access, Philo, which I've never heard, and HBO Now. Now you add to this fucking Disney Plus, DC Universe, uh, the Apple TV Plus. Man, it's overwhelming. Also throw in Disney owns ESPN and they have an ESPN Plus and app yes, as well. And they have controlling stake in Hulu. And I heard that they Hulu bought back AT&T's 10% stake, giving Disney now 70% controlling stake in Hulu. Oh, shit. Uh, so and here's the other thing. Some of the ramifications of this merger are already starting to happen. Uh, Fox was working on a mouse guard adaptation, which is an independent comic book of these mice who are like, it's like Game of Thrones with mice, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this has been canceled. The gifted TV show on Fox also just canceled. Uh, and then uh, it's, we mentioned DC Universe. There may be some trouble over there. The Swamp Thing show ended production early. It was going to be 13 episodes, it's only going to be 10 episodes. And Virginia Madsen had tweeted something and she had to delete it. And so there's fucking issues over there. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but you got to imagine all these people are like, oh, fuck. Disney just dropped their big dick on the table. Uh, what are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know, man. This is uh, this, this is amazing. Listen, the, you can't have all of these apps. That's the you thing. Can't. Can't. It's just when you, when you add it all up, it's more it's too much money. Yeah. It's more. It's, it's more, more than money. just what what you have for cable. It's more when you what you have yeah. for cable. I mean, Amazon here. Prime is isn't on that. Was yeah, it? Yeah. Don't that? forget, you have to. You, yeah. Amazon Prime is on. Oh, here. it is. On. And don't forget, you still have to pay for internet to get all this stuff. Yes. And so these again, these bundles. Maybe what saves Apple TV is their bundling idea. They're you're you about bundles. Some of these, like I'm reading about HBO now. Yeah. And I used to have that, and then for some reason, my fucking TV is not supporting it anymore. Oh, you might have but, to update your firmware. I know now. I, I, I just got HBO again, which was whatever. But um, fifteen bucks a month—that's a lot, a, dude. That's a, you have to be a big fan of HBO to be Holy paying fifteen shit. bucks a month yes. for their streaming. It really is a lot for a streaming app. Like if you're just getting, like if you get the, you're paying for cable, you're getting a bunch of HBO channels, right? Right. And you're even, you might even get like an offshoot channel, like uh, you know, and that's not HBO. But when you get the HBO app, you should just get the shows and that's it. You know, I mean, the on-demand shows, you shouldn't get all the other stuff, so they should make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get everything that, that's on HBO at the moment in all those channels. I don't think you get access to that. When you get HBO Now. Yeah, I don't uh, think you get yeah. all that shit. Only- you can't, the, the big, one of the big criticisms with HBO Now is you can't download anything to watch. Oh, you gotta use your fucking streaming. data. Yep. No, you got it. Yeah, you got to use your data if you're on a plane. And I mean, if you when you subscribe on like Comcast, there's multiple HBO channels too that you can watch. But uh, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, so you can't see that in the now. 
Sports. Just see what. Just think they, about all the different content that's on all those different channels. Yeah, yeah. That they're running all. So, do you have access to every single thing that's on, every single program that's on there? I mean, I don't know. It's streaming video on demand. That's the name of the game. It should be there, hmm. dude. Th- I can't wait. Actually, I can't. We're gonna get this thing. I can't wait to get this thing because I want to watch these Star Wars shows. I want to watch these Marvel shows. Holy shit! Uh, I'm just gonna pay for the. I mean, the year up the, front. The year bucks is, is great. Totally reasonable. I don't know how they're making money. Yeah, that, that's the only that's thing. seven they dollars must, a month. They're banking on everyone jumping on. They, not only, and then, yeah, and then that, but I mean, inevitably, they're going to raise it a dollar every year. Oh yeah, just like Netflix did. Absolutely, yeah. it's going to go up. But that is that's not as as much isn't of a Netflix sticker shot. Like fourteen or yeah, fifteen it's like, bucks. Yeah, now? they raised it two more dollars in just past November. But isn't Netflix losing money? It is. I don't know if anybody's making money. So why do they want to do this to lose money? Because at the end, you want to be the you. Lose money. I think Twitter was losing money. Like you just want to do this long enough so that you're at the eventually, top. And eventually, yeah. it yeah it turns. Like Amazon didn't make money for a long time, right? And yeah, now Amazon. they don't even pay taxes. The motherfuckers. Some <laughs> bullshit right there. Anyways, so, so Netflix losing money because they were licensing a lot of content. Well, it's that yes. and they're um they're buying so much. They're investing so much in original content. So. The licensing is is um, expensive, but it's more expensive to create your own stuff. So, on the one yeah. hand, Disney not pulling their stuff from Netflix, but, but once you create it, you, the, the, the creating it is more upfront money. Where licensing it is losing money yes. every year. It's like smaller pieces being taken out of you every year. Right. So Disney owns everything. Di- yeah. uh, Disney passed up hundreds of millions of dollars in licensing fees from Netflix. By pulling their stuff, right? So ultimately, that's saving Netflix money, but they're losing content at the same time. Let me ask you this. Would you still pay for Netflix if, like, all of the TV shows were gone? Meaning, like, the Friends, the Seinfelds, the stuff from the big networks. Because when those... They own none of it. Yeah. They don't own any of it. Netflix had to pay $100 million to keep Friends. And when, like, Universal and these studios have their own streaming services, they're probably going to pull these bingeable TV shows that people got Netflix show for off of Netflix and onto their own thing, leaving Netflix with just its original content, is that enough to sustain? I almost never $12. watch anything that's or, that's on other channels or whatever from regular TV on Netflix. But some people specifically got Netflix yeah, to I'm not one the Fringe, people, the Seinfelds, so. the whatever. I, I was one of those. I didn't. I got Netflix for Daredevil, which was original yeah, for Netflix. Yeah. But what kept me on Netflix was the fact that I could binge The Walking Dead. Well, that's how they get and people what, what in. And what will keep me, keep me staying with Netflix is if eventually I can binge Breaking Bad. Yes, that's how they get people in. And then, But now I think it may be okay because, you know, Stranger Things gets buzz. Umbrella Academy gets buzz. I think that's enough to pull people in. But originally... It's still got Narcos. Yeah, it's got Narcos. It has a lot. So it has a lot. This is going to be so interesting coming when this thing comes out, when Apple I TV also comes had, out. so I, in my... Shout out to Chris Sotelo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not throwing you too much under the bus. He was on the spinoff show. He works for Google. Yes, YouTube TV is a big thing, too. Well, it is, but yeah. I went and asked him. Yeah. I said, is Google going to ever jump in the game? I mean, they own YouTube. Yeah. But are they ever going to get in the streaming game? And all he said was, I can't talk about it. See, I think that means yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always assume that means yes. yes. <laughs> he didn't break the news. I'm just, I'm just assuming that's what Listen, that means. Listen, YouTube has to. If they want to be a player, they got YouTube TV. Cobra Kai season two. They need to start, but they got to start producing content or buying something to make content. YouTube TV is apparently doing really yeah, well. Yeah, that's a thing too. But like the YouTubers are now mad at YouTube because they've kind of uh, 
you know, driven away the people that made YouTube big. How's it, how so? By uh, fucking with their monetizing and yeah, wanting more big them. brands. And yeah. like the PewDiePie's and the other people are like, we well, made you and now you're fucking with us. And they're the leaving. The big thing, though, for YouTube, though, is it, they, oh, they, don't, they don't have to invest in any content. People just create content literally every second Not right if now. You something piss, is being uploaded piss on YouTube. off your big fucking vloggers and they but leave. True. But I'm saying you can literally you can find content about anything at any time and it is currently being uploaded right now by someone and YouTube is paying zero for it. It's true. How do you, how do you beat that? They also control the algorithm of what you're going to see and what videos are going to get more views. Right. Which I don't know if but that's I mean, it's just It's just unlimited. Like they, they're producing content yeah. at yeah. a rate yeah. so much faster yeah, than anyone like else. And they're not even producing it. Some, it's like something crazy like 40 hours a minute of video. Ned across the street is yeah, producing right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their overhead is insane. Yeah, that's true. They, I mean, be. the streaming to, to it's all free. hold all that stuff. Yeah, yeah for free. Yeah. I like, think about these Google server farms. I'm like, where are the computers that are hosting all these files? Like, what the, the fuck is this? But their model is different than the pay to yes, play yes, because yes. They, are, they offer, like, Facebook, look at this audience we have. Yeah. Let's just run an ad and a million people will watch this video and see this ad. So YouTube right TV, you get, like, regular television and stuff? Yeah, you, YouTube TV is basically your, your streaming like television. Sling. Yeah, it's like a sling. You mm. get forty, you get seventy channels. It's like thirty-five like bucks a month. It's a good price. Yeah, it's not bad either. Okay. I, that YouTube TV and Sling are my debate. Oh boy, you're gonna have to do some research when I eventually cut that the cord. answer. Yes. Yeah. Look, the cord cutters are gonna have a lot of choices and options to take, and it's getting overwhelming. Rugs, you, you're 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 cord cut. No, Ooh, no, not yet. I pay for cable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We still do too. Yeah, and my parents. Too. My parents will pay for it forever. But I mean, I just pay for everything pretty much. But uh, we get some stuff, you know, via the show that we use, you know, like the DC app, and stuff right. like that. But pretty much pay for uh, all the shit. You know, it's gonna get there. And the only thing holding me back, it's just kind of the fear of the last kind of old school tether to television. It's reliable. It's there. Yeah, you know, it feels familiar. I'm kind of afraid to like cut that and have to be like, oh, now I gotta go to this app. Now I gotta fucking go to this well, app. I gotta. You know fucking- what? So, some a side note. Yeah. You so the UFC has done pay per view forever. Ah, uh huh. Um, even before that, so the WWE was doing pay per view. Yeah. Um, four or five years ago, they decided to put all their stuff on their streaming platform. Right. Yeah. So all their pay per views, yeah. but UFC has done something compl- a little different. So you know how you can order pay per view with the click of your remote. Yeah. Now. You have to be subscribed to ESPN Plus oh, to shit. even order oh, the pay per view. Wow. So you're paying a subscription on top of it, a subscription fee every month to get the opportunity to order a Holy UFC pay per view. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, there it's it's pretty crazy. And that's all that money's going to Disney, also. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I mean, well, no, well, and UFC, and UFC, UFC has a deal. UFC has a deal with ESPN, which is owned by. Is- How Disney. do you feel about that, Anthony? Like, as a UFC fan, is that does that piss you off? Oh, that kind of sucks because yeah. oh, you're making me pay for a subscription a monthly thing. You're making yeah, you're making me pay for a monthly thing to that. Like if I was paying for a monthly thing and then getting these pay per views free, that's one free, thing. Yes. that's one thing. Uh, yeah, but, but to pay five bucks a month or whatever ESPN Plus is, and then have to pay another fifty to sixty bones, damn, a month for a pay per view is like oh, damn. So ESPN is going to get a lot of but, these subscribers. Well, yeah, that's it's a goal to get the subscribers. Yeah. Also, it get ESPN gets a bigger chunk of the pie for everyone that wears a pay per view. Yeah. And ESPN paid the UFC a bunch of money. Sure. They basically guaranteed the UFC all the money they would make 
each year from a pay per view up front. Wow, yeah. they're just chiseling. Oh, holy shit! Oh yeah, shit! I mean, the, this okay. streaming thing is getting chiseled. The streaming yes. thing is getting getting crazy. It's man. getting, and it's going to be a battle for subscribers. That's the fucking key. Just like it's our podcast, battle. we're battling people subscribe to the podcast. It's free. Unlike all this streaming bullshit, but yeah, which of the I mean, I'd be very curious to see which of these streamers are in China right now. If China lets anyone in, oh, that's then. interesting. Well, D- DC Universe not international. Disney Plus will be international. I don't know if it's going to go to China, but I think it's smart on them to roll it out international very quickly. It's another thing that's holding the DC Universe back a little bit. All right, let's move on to a property <laughs> from Fox that now belongs to Disney. It's Dark Phoenix. There's still a Dark Phoenix movie come out. Do you guys forget? Anybody remember this? I had no clue. Yeah. Right? Jude I, for, 7th, I had no clue, but I forgot. Yes, a lot of people did because they keep releasing trailers and you're like, oh, there's a trailer. I didn't know they put out a trailer. The final trailer is out for Dark Phoenix. And I will say this. They're showing a lot. But for me, this is kind of what I needed. It worked on me that they're showing the setup of the rescue in space when she gets her powers. Up until now, like this is a 20 year, almost 20 year old franchise. This is an important franchise in the history of like superhero comic book movies, but it's gotten kind of fucking stale and weird and apocalypse was not good. And I was not excited about this movie. This trailer kind of sucked me back in a little bit. And I was like, all right, this could be cool. My best hope is at the end, everyone just dies and they restart over in the MCU. I think what they did need you think? to just uh, close this out. Right. Close it out by killing all the characters at the end of this no, movie. I mean, they, they don't have to die. Okay. Let's bring this story to a close. A satisfying close. Like, okay, this whole property is, we're, we're shutting it down. Let's let's get the last one out. And uh, I don't know, hopefully it's a good, they leave it at a good place where you, it's satisfying. Yes. Uh, not like the last movie they made with Apocalypse yes. where it was very underwhelming. Yeah. And goofy. So, uh do I think it's going to be the best representation of the Phoenix story? No. It's going to miss the mark, like, heavily. But, like, they should just close this out, make us the bookend, and then we can move on to, like, whatever's next for the X-Men. Anthony, uh, the Sansa Stark, Sophie Turner performance in this trailer sold me a little bit more. I could see, I like that line where she's like, are you threatening me? That's a bad idea. What did you think? <laughs> what did you think after this trailer? Are you a little bit more sold or no? I mean, it it looks fine. I, I I've heard that the movie. There's a lot of stuff that the movie's a mess behind the scenes. A lot of reshoots, okay. delays. Yeah, it looks fine. I'm I am in agreement with Rugs in that this just needs to all end. Yes, <laughs> we we are now rehashing a storyline that was re you know done what ten years ago. Yeah. It's kind of sad for this franchise. No, maybe 13 years ago. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember when that yeah. was. But it's just... It's, I'm just not feeling the excitement mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. seeing these characters again. Like, What was it? Days of Our Future Past? Days of Future that, Past, yes. Days of Future Past was a, a very solid movie. Yeah. They really dropped the ball with Apocalypse, and, and now we're here. <laughs> I honestly think the fact that Game of Thrones is on now may actually help this movie. It might. Because it might, yeah. watching that, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see more Sansa Stark. It's fucking Gene Grey over here. Uh, and uh, they, they're they showing you a lot of this movie, but I think it was kind of necessary. Let's not forget, there's still a new Mutants movie that is technically on the scheduled release for August, but no one knows when the fu- if that fucking movie's ever coming out. They gotta bury that movie. It has so many problems. They were, I, they were supposed to have more reshoots. I don't think they've done it yet. 
They may come out on Hulu. That one's got Arya in it. I, they should have uh, rushed that out. They, they yes, put this it movie's out. been that movie's been done for a long time, uh, like a year. And it's been sitting. This movie has also waited. been delayed. So after Endgame, this is the next movie before uh, Far From Home is Dark Phoenix coming in quietly. Look, when you have a movie like Venom, that's total dog shit, and it makes tons of money, and all of a sudden reinvigorates the the Spider-Man enemy uh, ancillary character franchises. Like, put it out. Put out the fucking new mutant movie. Yes. Like, roll the dice, motherfuckers. You're waiting so long that, like, now nobody gives a shit. Poor Josh Boone, who had this idea of making a yeah. trilogy of horror mutant movies, which sounded great. I love that idea. Listen, it, it would work well with the it's new It's not going to do well no matter what yeah, you do just now. just fucking cut your losses and put it out there and move on. Yeah. Again, uh, use the Game of Thrones buzz. You got fucking Maisie Williams in that one. You got Sansa Stark. Just fucking say, hey, remember Game of Thrones? Well, they're in these movies. Come out and see it. That should work. Uh, uh, let's a little update on a movie we talked about last week. Uh, the Hellboy reboot with David Harbour had not come out when we recorded. Did you see it? No. And I don't think I'm going to until it comes onto cable because currently it's sitting at 15%. I still am going to watch the it. The tomato meter. What's the average? 3.59. Out of ten. Now we That's real bad. We also discussed the box office. Remember we were making predictions? We were like, yeah. oh, 30 million opening weekend, 15 million. Well, gentlemen, we all overbid. Production budget of 50 million. Opening weekend, this thing made twelve million dollars. And uh I don't even have I don't know if it I have four numbers. It's sitting at fifteen million dollars in box office mojo the thing that stupefies me is the movie that came in second that i never even heard of never saw a trailer for which movie? never saw a tv spot for yeah. little little beat this shazam state beat this the first week it came out hellboy never opened at number one yeah so how does a movie that no one's ever heard of beat hellboy because which, it's got least- the girl from uh what's that show blackish on it it's got one of the daughters of life. Yeah, but I've never seen a commercial for it anywhere. Yeah, it was. A, it's a small independent thing. Shazam, meanwhile, hundred million dollar budget, uh, hundred and one million domestic. Two seventy nine. Did you ever see an ad for this movie? I saw like one commercial for Little. Did you ever see a commercial, Anthony, for this movie? For Little, I have not heard of Little. I couldn't yes. tell you who's in it. Exactly. I'm like, where the fuck did this movie come from? Um, I have no idea how that 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 worked out for hellboy so what let me ask you this we haven't seen the movie but uh mila jovovich who's in the movie she came out and she said that this the critics are dumb and this is going to be a cult hit and her reasoning is all and she calls herself out she goes every movie i've been in the average rating is like 37 percent he goes she goes you know what they're all fucking cult hits you know if you think of fifth element the uh, fucking Resident Evil movies, Dazed and Confused, uh, Joan of Arc. She's like, this Hellboy, fuck the critics, it's going to have find a cult audience later. And I, she, there may be some truth to that. I can kind of see that happening. This Hellboy? I, yes. I Neil Marshall's Hellboy. It, I, you know, I don't have a, a ton of affinity for Hellboy. I did read an article that I agreed with. Yeah. In the, and I mentioned this before, that no one was asking for a Hellboy no, movie. Weren't. And it wasn't like the first two movies did fantastic. Right. But it wasn't like 
anyone was going, man, you know what the cure to this is? A reboot. <laughs> and to reboot this franchise this soon after those first two movies, it, was just, it just wasn't a smart idea to ever. Like, no one was going, man, this movie would make a lot more money if you just made it like this. Like no one would know. There weren't enough people that cared in the first place, and the people that did care went and saw the movie and are probably going, "Why did you reboot it?" The people who wanted a third movie wanted it by wanted Guillermo del Toro yeah. with Rod Perlman. Yeah, they didn't want you to fucking start over. I heard the. I, I've read a bunch of reviews. I heard the writing is atrocious, and David Harbour has so much prosthetics on his face he can't really emote, and just a fucking and the behind the scenes. Uh, turmoil this movie had. They fired the cinematographer and people wouldn't show up for rehearsal and all this crazy shit. So this may be an instant what the fuck happened candidate. I don't know. Rugs, you watch it. Let us know. I'd be interested it's in your probably, review. Probably bad. But basically... But probably I, not as bad as like like uh, like a lot of shit movies that we watch. That's what people are saying is that it's not the worst movie. It's just boring and like, you know, it has a ruins all the potential and just yeah there so uh we could do a what probably the fuck. better than venom i'm just glad i don't have to like i don't feel bad not going to see this movie right away <laughs> because i think i could wait <laughs> it's just so like arbitrary what makes money and what doesn't it's just so crazy like this little movie had no marketing but for some reason it made 15 with 15 million dollars yeah three made. million more than fucking hellboy yeah i just it's I crazy just, Look, maybe it was time for a family-friendly movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying, there's no marketing. Like, I didn't see one commercial for it. How does anybody know that it that it's like, it was coming out? Well, even what it is, yes. I saw a trailer in the theaters at some point. I think. I don't. Know. <laughs> oh I don't. Know. Finally, gang, uh, I just want to take a moment here before we wrap up the news to appreciate the fact that this show is the last show. Uh, pre-Endgame, pre-Avengers Endgame oh, yeah. world. The next time we talk, listener, hopefully, you will have watched, it'll be post-Avengers Endgame. Holy shit, we're one fucking week away. There's going to be a premiere on Monday, press screening on Tuesday. All that means, listeners, you have another four or five days to avoid spoilers. Spoiler. I have stopped watching. Apparently... So I read this is the biggest marketing budget they've spent on a movie. Marvel is for Endgame. There's all these TV spots. I don't even know if any of these scenes are actually in the movie. For all we know, the Russos could be trolling us. None of these shots are in the movie. Oh, shit. I don't know. And apparently five minutes of the movie has leaked online. People are losing their mind. Uh, people have gone so far as to mute uh, hashtags and keywords. Like people are going into lockdown. This week, what are you guys, are you guys afraid of anything spoiling this? And the fact that it comes out of China two days before. Jesus Christ. I kind of don't want, I, I don't want to know anything else. you like, now nah, you're making me paranoid. Yes. I, and you have reason to be because in this day of age of scrolling shit, you can easily get spoiled before you even oh realize God. it's happening. Be careful. Be careful, <laughs> uh, listener. I wouldn't go with being afraid as my word. I'm afraid. But, uh, I'm very afraid. <laughs> but... Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware that things could pop up that might spoil it, and that would be some kind of sad. This may be the last time that we get a movie that's this big that you can still enjoy uh, without being spoiled. Like it's been amazing how they've done this. 
Uh, and the marketing has been amazing. Uh, Rokas Barokas posted in the Facebook group that he donated blood and he got like Avengers Endgame fucking merch or swag or something. Like it's part what of a the sponsorship. They're doing these crazy, weird sponsorship deals. This is where the marketing money has gone. Uh, and to all these commercials. So the, and the Russo brothers trolling that are like, yeah, maybe none of this is in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that in <laughs> So, maybe the whole movie doesn't exist. Yeah, maybe there's not even a. It's three hours you just of. Just go there and you just a blank screen. <laughs> and then everyone just goes away. It's three hours of Dave Batista's ass. That's all it is. What if you go to the theater and they just play the commercials? Oh, shit. Like all the commercials. They've made all of these commercials. It's like. like That's the 15, movie. 20, and it's just, you just <laughs> watch all of them out in, in succession. Like, we, we showed you the movie, the TV spots. Here it is. Fuck, I can't wait. Uh, one Next week, we will be discussing reviewing endgame so make sure you see it listen we're gonna spoil the shit out of it wow it's almost here it's almost here finally the culmination of the infinity saga of 22 movies 11 years i'm excited holy shit all right with that we're gonna take a quick break play some promos of some friend podcast you should check out and we'll be right back with game of thrones geek out right after this after these messages we'll be right back Hey guys, we're Chuck and Brad. We're two comedians who do the Chuck and Brad podcast, a pop culture podcast based out of Rhode Island. We just wanted to let you know that we're going on a short comedy tour called Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers. It's our own comedic retelling of the original Avengers movie, and we're touring the shows the same weekend that Avengers Endgame comes out. So come get a refresher and a new spin on the original Avengers movie before you go see Endgame. Thursday, April 25th, we'll be in Hartford, Connecticut at the CT Comedy Theater with B.J. Quagan, Andrew Morgan, and Stosh Makita. Saturday, April 27th, we'll be in New York City at the Pit Loft with Impractical Jokers tour opener Jiggy, Impractical Jokers writer Casey Jost, and UCB veteran Lisa Kleinman. Sunday, April 28th, we'll be at Laugh Boston with John Tilson, Logan O'Brien, Tyler Swain, and Dan Hall. All event info and tickets at chuckandbradpodcast.com. Every night we'll have the comics open up the show and we'll close with our live retelling of The Avengers. And for a tiny bit of background, we've done the podcast for 10 years. We've had on great guests like Jeff Tremaine, the director of the Jackass movies, the bands Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, Big D and the Kids Table, and many, many more. And if you're a big podcast listener, you might know me from uh, Tell Em Steve Dave. I work on film projects for the podcast Tell Em Steve Dave, which is made up of uh, Walton Bryant from AMC's Comic Book Men and Quinn from True TV's Impractical Jokers. I consistently do the film work for the Tell Em Steve Dave Patreon. So come on out, support this very weird live comedy show, and hopefully more and more podcasts will start doing their own live alternative shows. Once again, that's Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers, New York City, Hartford, and Boston. See you at the end of the month. ChuckandBradPodcast.com. Hey, hooligans, this is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now? The show about... Strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. <laughs> he like knocked him around a little bit, and he just kind of went limp, and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. John Fod. Van Clam. John Fod Van Clam was supposed to be the alien in Predator. Mm-hmm. And like did like a jump splits, and like ended up with his like, bat right in the dude's face. <laughs> that, that's his like, move. Do I get the part? In our crazy lives. I'm like, oh, there's a cat on my back. And then all of a sudden, I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, what are you doing? You can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications. Spotify. iTunes. 
Libsyn. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Your mamas. <laughs> and wherever else you find you, you, they have quality podcasts. <laughs> so don't miss out on the next Who the What Now? Listener, if you've been enjoying this show for any amount of time, consider joining our awesome fan club over at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You will get lots of swag. There are multiple tiers. You are supporting the show. Everyone gets bonus content and exclusive RSS feed, a whole other podcast that has this show and the spinoff show comes out early, and then you're going to get instant reactions, bonus post shows, whole episodes. April is a great time to join. We're running this April April pledge drive, and there, well, there's a little, like about a week and a half left to our yeah, little it's not past going so well. halfway. This is what the pledge drive. This was you our wanted goal. to go with fifty people. Yeah, that, I was I was shooting way too high. Instead, the guys talked me down for the month of April. If we get fifteen new patrons in April, all those patrons and anyone who's increased their support this month will be put into a random drawing for a jock and nerd, jock and nerd. prize package featuring a t-shirt stickers. You get to pick a movie for us to review and a video shout out from all of us, including rug boy. Wowie zowie. Yeah. Like this is a great prize package. So well, let me, let me suggest something yes. before you get into yes. what are we at? Well, what are we at? Well, uh, let me tell you what happened all and right. I'll tell you where we're at. All right. Here's what happened this week. Super huge. Thanks to new patrons. Kate Theum. Nice. Remember Kate and Patrick of Kate and Patrick? See, here's the thing. Yeah, she's been on the show twice. Uh, listener Austin Clements coming in aggressively at $10 a month. Jockin' nerd. Austin, Whoa. thank you. Send us your movie pick. That's the movie tier. So uh, those are the two new patrons. Lisa Morrison, our lovely Lisa Morrison, increased her pledge this month. And also, by the way, Seth Morgan is matching everyone this month. Oh, shit. As the thing goes on, and he will not be in the prize package drawing because he is just our patron saint of awesome. So, that being said, we are up three new patrons. Now, here's what we should do. We need 12. If we can't get the 15, Uh I hope hope we can, but it doesn't look good. Let's just be honest. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone that got added on. Yeah. Those three, yeah. and then the two. Is it two that increase? There's a couple people that increase. So two, three, yeah, whatever it yeah. is, they will all be entered into a drawing. Drawing to not win that specific prize okay. package, but something. Well, we'll come up with something to send out right, because you can't. You can't reward if if we reward the people and we don't follow through on the fact that we were we had a standard for this reward. Then what's the point of putting a standard on the reward? You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Now, on the other hand, listen, there's a week and a half. Wait, there's 12 people. Listen, do you want to hear me cry on air? Because you might hear me cry. Nobody wants that. It's very embarrassing. Actually, you may want that. You may fucking kibosh the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Because this month, we're going to have instant reactions to every episode of Game of Thrones. We did one for the first episode with me and Rugboy. Lots of fun right after we saw it. Avengers Endgame reactions will be up. Uh, later this week, and there's a lot more. It's a great yeah. time to join. Rugs, what, get one final... It's just a dollar a month. It's a dollar a month. Rugs, do one final push, and then we'll carry on. Okay, so look. the uh, Fuck the whole thing about 15 new patrons. 
just look. We have this uh, other feed with all this crazy stuff on it. We're doing Game of Thrones every episode. We're going to have a post-mortem instant reaction. That's like, like a mini show. Like the last one, how, how long was that one? Almost 20 minutes. Yeah, so you're getting like bonus stuff. You can do an extra workout and listen to us and, you and fill up your time. You yeah, can, you drive to work. You got an extra show to listen to. So it's worth it. Like, check it out. Jogginair.com slash Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we finally made it. Listener, the true loyal Game of Thrones fan has been waiting 595 days for the season eight premiere. Here's our spoiler review. Before I play the spoiler alert, we are going to introduce every episode with a member of the cast. Uh, thanks to another great cameo. Check it out. Hey, everybody. How are you? What's up? Vladimir Furdik, the Night King of Game of Thrones here. Now okay. sit back. What the fuck? Relax. <laughs> and enjoy the joke, nerd. Game of Thrones season eight, episode one. Enjoy the last season because this will be one of the best seasons ever. What yeah, the fuck? You don't like that? The who, fucking who, Night King, people. Who did that? Oh, you know who? Santa Claus. Oh, and I have. Wait, wait, I here's the thing. Wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know the Night King who played the actor. Yes. So anybody could have done that. It's a good point. It but is the him. fact is that it sounds like an Indian guy. No, no. It's a he's he's got a very hard Eastern European accent. Eastern Vlad, European. Vladimir Furdik. Oh, oh shit! I thought shit. it was an Indian guy. You want to hear it again? It's yes. A, okay, here. Listen carefully. This is the fucking Night King. Hey everybody, how are you? What's up? Vladimir Furdik, the Night King of Game of Thrones here. Oh, there I hear it. Now, now. sit back, relax, and enjoy the joke, nerd. Game of Thrones <laughs> season eight, episode one. Enjoy the last season because this will be one of the best seasons ever. Geek moment. Oh, I love the sound of the birds. This yeah, is gonna happen. Is great. This is gonna happen. I have him saying episode one, episode two, all the way through to episode six. Oh, uh, okay. I thought yeah. it was gonna be a different fucking guy. I was like, holy no, no. shit. Same guy, different the episode King. number. All the right. fucking Night King, dude. Uh spoiler alert, here you go. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. <laughs> How awesome is that? I couldn't That's wait awesome. to unveil both of them. Fucking James Faulkner, Sam Tarley's dad, and the fucking Night King. Wow. Look at whoever's uh, helping us out. Santa Claus. Fantastic. I job. love Santa. So he's going to be helping us through weekly episode <laughs> recaps. Okay. I don't even know where to start. Actually, Anthony, let's start with you because Ruggs and I did our instant reaction. Yeah. So the listener, the Patreon listener has heard what we had thought. Uh, first episode, nice reunion episode, getting you back into the swing of things. Uh, what What did you think? Let's start with you. Just start somewhere. Somewhere? Anywhere? Anywhere. About, uh, Doesn't matter. I, I said this on my spinoff show, so for those that have listened to the spinoff show, sorry, I might repeat a few things because I discussed this with Chris Atello. Because you had, had just to. watched it. I literally had How just seen not it, talk it about right it? after I yes, recorded yes. it. Right, right before I recorded that. Yes. Um, but first off, the countdown... Oh my god! Wait, so I didn't watch this live. I actually watched it an hour later on DVR. Oh. I what was I didn't, they, they see didn't this even catch the countdown. No, I don't know what they you're did, talking about. They did a no. They did a 10, 10, 10 second countdown, and they had different images from all over the season. It was like eight, seven. I don't remember like, the ball being dropped. The Game of Thrones final season starts now. Oh, so in the recording, yeah, it just said it starts now. Well, it picked it had a countdown. No, not in the DVR recording. Probably if you uh, watched I, it live. No, I, oh, I you saw it. it. Shit! It caught my. It caught the I recording. Did not, I did not. I don't remember. Well, it caught that. I'm watching. So, props to that. Yeah. I was just going. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm already getting pumped. It, it, mind you, it's been. I had to watch this on Tuesday. Whoa, whoa, was me right? Yeah. I watch it on Tuesday. Um, 
but you know, I was I was avoiding the internet for yeah, two days, which to. was rough. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll start off with the fact that I was just mind blown right away by the intro, <laughs> like the graphics on the intro. I'm like, oh, they changed the fucking in like something. You know, like in prior seasons, they would add little yes. pieces, like the house here, the little detail of Winterfell being burned down, uh, little things like that. But this one was completely fucking different. And uh, shout out to Screen Crush who put out a video of all the. Uh, things you missed from the game of thrones yes uh uh, season opener because they do a really good job of recapping all this stuff uh it's too much to mention but it's so fucking detailed well let's let's hit some highlights uh, because the fucking opening credits uh they you know they took the scale down usually they're showing you more of westeros in the locations this is like everything's tightening they're getting more focus First of all, they're starting behind the wall. Holy shit. Oh, shit. The wall is down, and you see the blue tiles flip, which is the path of the Night King and the army, and you see them get to the last hearth, and then when in the episode, you see that the young Lord Umber of the Child King is pinned on the wall, and the show loves burning small children. You got to have one every episode. That, oh, they spoiled that? That that so that's the Night King's path going to the last hearth. That's where he was. So right. meaning the Night King's already been there. Next stop is Winterfell. Also on the Astrolab, which is the metal round thing that spins around, they've updated the, yeah, the they carvings. Have, they updated that too, yep. You see the red wedding, you see Daenerys getting the uh the dragons being born. You see the dragons doing things and different so like the history of the show is now in this Astrolab. Uh, and then you go inside fucking uh, Winterfell and the, the crypts like they've never been inside buildings. It's fucking gorgeous. It looked amazing. And I would pay attention because I think they've said every episode has clues. The credits are going to be right. different and there's yep. going to be clues. Yeah. So um, that was fantastic. I, overall thoughts on the first episode. I really enjoyed it. I know that I heard some people saying it was a little bit slow. It didn't start off very hot. I disagree. <laughs> but I mean what it did for me is it set up all the things that I, it's been, you know, uh, for me a year Yeah. for a lot of people, two years. Yeah. It set up all the things that I kind of forgot about. Yep. Like I forgot that John Stark hadn't seen brand in forever and that he doesn't know that brands robo brand. Yeah. And I, you know, it set up the fact that, Oh shit. Like I forgot that Daenerys burned Sam Tarly's I know, parents, I forgot dad that and too. brother. Yes. And it set up the fact that, Oh shit. Like Jamie hasn't seen brand since that fucking first episode. So they set up all these things where it's like, Oh yeah. Like I forgot that there could be conflict here and there could be conflict here and here and here. And yes. Here. So for me, it was almost refreshing to watch that again. Like I do think they handled the reveal of to Jon Snow that he's Aegon a little clunky. It felt it was a, a little rushed. Little, a little rushed. Yeah. But overall, I I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed getting back into these characters, and I enjoyed kind of just the the pair offs that they did right off the bat to make you go, oh yeah, like each of these each of these side storylines is still going to be a factor, even though the overall storyline is the war against the dead. There's so many like points of conflict that are kind of right. converging. I, I mean, mean, even even like the little lingering shot on Cersei after she bangs your eye, yeah. and you're like, wait, why is she tearful? Yeah. Like, she might have lost her baby. Yeah, I don't think she's pregnant. I, I don't think, think she's, she's lying. Pregnant anymore, yeah. Can't trust her. Chris Sotelo points out that she's drinking wine in yeah. that episode. Yeah, yeah. Why would you know, she be she, drinking if we know, wine? Yeah, if, if she, why would she be drinking wine? She was, was she smoking a cigarette too? I didn't know. <laughs> uh, look, I love when this show, when there's reunions of characters that haven't seen each other for many years. 
like Arya and everyone she's passed by, you know, Arya and the Hound, Arya yeah. and John, uh, and Arya and Gendry, and Arya and Gendry from years ago. Uh, great reunions. Rugs, let me ask you this. Did you feel the rev- the reveal of, which is probably the biggest moment in the show, Samuel Tarly telling John the truth about his parents that he's Rhaegon Targaryen or Aegon Targaryen? Did you feel that was rushed? Because really, there's only six episodes left. They got to move this thing at quite a pace to get all the shit in in this remaining however much time they have. Well, I feel like that's probably one of the most important bits of news that there is. Like that you have this dude who is a force. And people think that he's a bastard, but he's really not only a rightful the rightful king, but I mean he's he brings together the two houses that were uh, in the beginning of the show, all right, which is which is um, the Targaryens and the Starks, and, and the Starks. Yeah. It's like the two the two hero factions yeah. together. Yeah, and Sam even so says he's huge. like you've been king this whole time, you know, to him. Uh, but the look on his face when he told him, he, he was just like, what the fuck? Like, you could see him, like, process. And I don't know, like, do you think he realizes that Daenerys is his aunt at this moment, or that's going to happen later? No, I he, think he knows. I think, he, yeah, he realizes that. I think it, I think it's one of those moments where you can see on his face, and I give some, I give credit to John, the character that plays John, the actor. King Tarrington. King Tarrington. Yeah. You can see that if you were in that situation that got dropped on you, there are so many things <laughs> swirling to think about. in your head. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. It's, it's literally so mind boggling that you're just going to be like dumbfounded. Yeah. You could see And you might even him. just be angry. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What? I think they should actually took more time with that. Yeah. I think so too. And uh, like, it would be cool to see John Snuggle. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, it's almost like dealing with like the five stages of grief real quick at that point. You're like, I was no. surprised they went for it right away in that but first episode. It kind of made sense. First of all, the guy playing Samwell, great fucking performance. You know, the moment Sansa or uh, da- Daenerys tells him that, well, your dad and brother didn't bend any, so you know what happened. And then he's just like, can I have a moment? She's like, yes, of course. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then he has to tell John. He go, uh, Sam goes to Bran, and Bran's like, you have to tell him because all this rest is going to rest on their relationship on John and Daenerys. Now, how can John trust Daenerys, a woman that killed his friends? Well, that's the reason he parents, tells her. Not, not only because of Bran, but he goes, fuck, this queen that we're bending the knee to yeah. is she killed a good, like, yeah, my dad sucked. But yeah. you killed my brother. Like what? My brother was not a you know a yeah. decent human, and you just burned him yeah. alive. Like what? So it makes you think like what kind? Like she, what kind of queen would she be? It, she has that Targaryen blood in her. That, well, that she's ruthlessness killed a lot of people. Her. She's killed yeah. a lot of people and caused the death and ordered the death of a lot so of people. So for Sam, he's going shit, man. If John's the rightful king, let's get this bitch out of here. Yeah. Like what are we well, doing? You got to see like the. Uh, the pieces on the on the board right now. Yeah. Right. You got a bunch of people that can possibly sit on the Iron Throne. You got people that we're not even talking about, like Sansa and Bran. Yeah. Could end up like Bran telling them to uh, to kind of get this information to Jon Snow about his his heritage. Yeah. That's a power play for him because that instantly causes a rift between them two, and Sansa's already kind of in the middle of uh, of a rift there. She doesn't like Daenerys. She doesn't like Daenerys. I and love you gotta, that. You also got to throw in that Arya, right off the bat in the, this episode, goes, Sansa's the smartest girl I know. Well, Sansa's the only one who doesn't trust Cersei. And, right. you know, the viewer knows not to trust Cersei. And, and, like, immediately they're doing, 
you know, work with Sansa in terms of making her character stronger because she is, again, yeah, you mentioned, doesn't trust Cersei. And just right off the bat, you she goes, you trusted Cersei, Tyrion? You're a fool as well. I used like, to think you were the cleverest man, right. she says. And so, like, right away, they're putting, they're setting Sansa on the board as a power player because now she's she's the one where you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Why, why did this crew trust Cersei? I really love where her character is now. Think of the fucking journey, her character. She's been through almost the worst of it, you know, more than anyone. Like, crazy shit has happened to her, and now she's smarter and stronger for it. There's a YouTube clip of like all of Sansa's like best lines. Yeah. And she's always had some yes. fucking zingers. Do you deny it, Lord Baelish? And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, she fucking got him. Well, what, what I was thinking about, Chris changed my mind on this when I talked to him on the show. Is I was going, I was siding with John. I'm going, why the fuck does any of this shit fucking matter? Like, who gives a fuck about the king yeah. or the queen? Yeah. The dead are coming. That's what John's saying. Chris, yeah, but then Chris points out to me, and, I, and he's absolutely right. Other than John and Daenerys, you know, and a, and a few select characters, no one's seen the dead. Yes, like they're just taking these people's word for it, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, we believe you, but no, we don't really. We've never seen these people. Oh, they're gonna we've never fucking seen see the them dead. soon. So, what's more important to us right now is we got this white-haired bitch yeah. in the fucking throne room, yeah. and we elected you, John, as the yeah. king, and you came back with a queen, and now we don't." As uh, what's her name, Lady Mormont? Li- yeah, little fucking badass Mormont. She's like Mormont. She's like I, you came, you came back a queen with a queen, and you, I don't know what you she's are. She's like now. you ain't shit, Jon Snow. What yeah. are you? Are you working in the North? We now you. I don't know what to call you. You died. Are you even alive? What the fuck? I love Sansa. Like everyone, everyone's perspective yeah. is right. Like they're written yeah. true to how they yeah. would feel in that moment. I mean, Sansa is like. Bitch, you come in here with your dragons and your army. How am I supposed to fucking pee, feed these people? <laughs> the one of the greatest lies is like, what do dragons eat anyway? And she's just like, whatever they want, whatever they I want. I was like, oh snap! But yeah. Sansa, is yeah, but a, they don't. They even set up with the dragons. Yeah, they're eating less. Dragons, not, yeah, they don't like. You know cold. why? Because they're in the north. Yes. Yeah. I think the farther they get north, the closer this army comes with their magic. It may weaken them. Now, you know, we talked about John finding out who he was at the end. Those fucking dragons knew who he was when he was making out with his aunt, which was very weird. Well, they they uh, w- when they first met and she showed him the dragon, they the dragon s- yeah. took to him. They smelled the Targaryen blood, blood right away. And uh, yeah. him flying over Winterfell on the dragon was pretty fucking great. Also, someone pointed out a lot like Avatar. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it is a lot like Av- the scene in Avatar where the guy's learning to fly the fucking flying dragon thing. They probably. I mean, everybody's seen that movie. Let's talk about uh, Gendry and Arya. That scene was interesting because he's making some badass dragon glass weapons. Uh, the hound head of a fucking axe. And then she has this drawing of this weapon she wants to make that one side's dragon glass. The other side, maybe Valerian steel. The thing comes apart so she can be a badass with like a bow staff that like comes Darth apart. Maul. Holy what, what did shit. you guys yes. think of? Um... The Hound's reaction and or Arya and the Hound's oh, reaction to one another. I was dying for this reunion. So good. I love. He's like, you. You left me to die. She's like, well, I robbed you first. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they both are kind of like, okay, yeah. Like w- we both got got one over on each other. And I now think they respect each other because yeah, of there's that. a respect. I think he's surprised that she's still alive. And wait till people find she's out. She's definitely surprised well, that he's alive. Yes. Well, didn't he fight the uh, the giant lady? Brianna Tarth. That's yeah. the last because time. Because he wanted to protect her. Yes. He was protecting so, her, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like they don't have a they don't have beef. It's just 
He feels rejected by her because he, he went with her. And she left because he was originally on her list. So she's yeah. like, I don't have to save her, save him. I, I respect what he did, but I'm not going to save him. I mean, I think he's still pissed that she didn't kill him because he wanted her to kill him. And she- I don't think he's pissed anymore. I think he's now realized that there's a bigger focus. I think his life goal at this point is to kill his brother. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, by the way, the costuming, the fucking black uh, Night's Guard Cersei has and her co- like the costumes were amazing. The production well, amazing. is, uh, but uh, even more that like this season, I love the. They're more noticeable now. The they're black just, get the black on. They're making they, more statements. Oh, now. so good. They, they got all the money. They got all yes. the money. They can be doing this. Fucking top notch productions. Did you guys at the sense? Maybe it was just me. But did you get the sense that Gendry and Arya are, oh, are developing flirty. a little thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She was totally flirting over the weapons. Right but it's just, I mean, I realize she's probably 16, 17 years old. She's a lot older. But not, not only that, but when he first met her, she was so young. She was, yeah, I, I remember that scene. She was a t- small girl. And, and he's she like an looked adult. exactly the same. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> but now that she's older, look, it's fucking old timey times. So that's fine now. That's true. And I think in the, I think in the books, Danani's like 14 years old. Yeah, that's uh, that's how they that's how they roll. But I love I love that flirting, that brief flirting. Her she that little smile. She turns back again. The show, it's amazing. There's no fucking filler in the show. Every line, every reaction, no, yeah, nothing. Every is scene it matters. Nothing yeah, the, is wasted. The people who were saying that this is boring. That's not boring. How could this be boring? Jesus, they don't know what the fuck they're talking. About. I thought it was the people perfect. that are trying to jump on the bandwagon with the hype and want to be part of this. I thought it was perfect. They don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about uh bra and, and yeah. also if you're getting in at this show at this point yeah. and you've watched this many seasons there are plenty of episodes where nothing in terms of action yeah. happens but it's a it's lot character. of character development it's all yeah character. there's a lot of scenes even uh one of my friends who caught up on game of thrones yeah. she didn't love it because she was like well there's a lot of scenes where they're just talking i'm like yeah, you got to pay attention yeah, to that shit. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the thing. When I started watching the show, I'm like, man, nothing is what, like, you have to listen to every line, every word, every little glance, every expression. It all means something and it's all clues. Uh, okay, who are we going to talk about? Uh, Bran is real creepy just sitting there in the wheelchair. Yeah, you notice how um, I rewatched the scene. You notice yeah. how um, John hugs him and yeah. then looks at him. He's like, you're a man now. He's like, not yet. Yeah, and John's like, almost. Yeah. And John, John looks at him like, what the fuck? Yes, he has no idea that he's gone all fucking crazy three-eyed raven. Yeah. And uh but then when he's like, I'm waiting for an old friend, I was like, I wonder who that is. And I, I didn't catch who that was, and then I realized Holy he, shit at the end and the whole episode, I was like, Where's Jamie? I want to know where the fuck Jamie's in. Jamie rolls in at the very last minute, turns around, sees Bran and literally has oh shit. an oh shit look on his face, which is amazing when he sees Bran. <laughs> And Brand, you know what he thinks yeah. to himself? What? He goes, how is this motherfucker in a wheelchair? What is that chair with wheels? I've never heard <laughs> yeah. this. And meanwhile, Brand is like, uh, can you give me a little push, Jamie? I just need to get over there. <laughs> push. Uh, but wow, I can't. <laughs> I, look, there's no reason that anyone there w- would just kill him right away. Like, there are several people there that should just instantly kill Jamie Lannister. Right. Without even letting him explain what the fuck is going on. So this is going right. to be interesting. He killed, you know, Daenerys. I think he's going to go on trial. Dad, yes, that, this, that'll be great. The trial scenes are always fucking great in the show. So that's going to be amazing. Yeah, they, they teased, spoiler alert, they teased in the next episode with, about some, some sort of trial. You uh, were talking about, um, you know, the, the Bran and 
and uh, Jamie seeing each other yeah. and how it parallels. Oh, let's the other get thing. to that. There's a lot of these. Yeah. Right? Uh, lot of, yes, there is a couple of awesome parallels. Full circle from season one, episode one, the attention to detail. Fucking great. They are really bringing saying this is the final season. For example, season one, episode one, Arya is climbing a tree with a Stark helmet. Thrilled to see a king arrive at Winterfell. Season eight, episode one, a little boy breaks past Arya, climbs up a tree. Thrilled to see a queen and king arrive at Winterfell. Season one, episode one, a king and queen come to Winterfell to meet with the Starks. Same thing. Season eight, episode one, king and queen come to Winterfell to meet with the Starks. Season one, Ned and Robert Baratheon, who are best friends, talk in the crypt about Lyanna and Rhaegar Targaryen, Lyanna Stark. Season eight, John and Samwell, best friends, talk in the crypt about Lyanna and Rhaegar. Here's where it gets great. Season one, episode one, the Starks welcome Cersei, Robert Baratheon. Ned says, Winterfell is yours, my grace. Season eight, Starks welcome John and Daenerys. Sansa says, Winterfell is yours, my grace. Uh, in the first season, the White Walkers made a crop circle out of wildling body parts. It was like the swirl for the night, uh, the, the, the Night King swirl. Season eight, your lo- young Lord Umber pinned to the wall with that similar swirl crop circle pattern. And then the best one, season one, episode one ends with Jamie pushing Bran out the window. Oh, shit. Season eight, episode one ends with Jamie seeing Bran for the first time since he pushed him out the fucking window. Holy shit. And there are more. Know, that crazy? There are music cues that are similar that go back. There's way more things uh, that they've done, but it's so cool. I don't know how many people even picked up on the parallels because I didn't initially until I started. I did not either. Seeing one of the things. Yeah. One of the things that uh, you pointed out, which I wanted to jump in earlier, was the swirl. Yes. Like that shows up a lot yes it shows up around the tree yep. the swirl and they're in the overhead yes shot. the bisected circle is another sign that shows up a lot yeah they they uh even in in the intro um if you look at the the snow that the last keep is in a swirl oh ooh. so and that's you know obviously they found the kid's body with the yeah. swirl yeah. on there so the uh the spiral as they call the spiral it. and it's also some people have noticed that it's similar to the targaryen uh, sigil in terms of the swirl mm. dude that scene when the kid was out of focus and his eyes open was legitimately fucking scary yeah yeah oh, that was lord umber oh, yeah. lord That's... young lord umber yep i was like oh fuck his eyes just open and he just starts screaming and they, they just... should have called him lord lumber lord lumber went up like up, like wood. this show this episode has everything boobies kids on fire john riding a dragon i mean what more do you want from the game of thrones what about Bronn ending up on the side of cersei and I love this moment too. She Kyburn gives him the crossbow that Tyrion used to kill his dad, and goes, "You need to kill Jamie and Tyrion for Cersei." And his his response is, "This fucking family." I was like, "That's fucking that odd," but I don't think he's gonna do it. They're buddies. I don't think Cersei really wants Jamie dead. She wants Tyrion dead. That's for sure. I, I do yeah. think she wants Jamie dead because he turned I, on her. So my my theory is he wants her de- him dead because. That baby is gone, and he is. She is using Euron to put another baby in her, because Euron can get her elephants. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so why she banged Euron? That was the first time. Rugs. Remember we talked on the Patreon. That's the first yeah. time they banged. That is the first time. And yeah. she kind of. I mean, this is how you. This is how you lead. This is how you rule. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah, she had to give it, give it up. up. 
We get armies give them a little, and elephants. Little something. Where are my elephants? Something. Show me that dick. I love how um, small details tool on Euron's character. Yeah. Like, I love how that actor is so arrogant, right? He's such a dick. But he's also very insecure yeah. in that he asks her, yes. how, did I, how did I compare to your to yes. Robert? Yes, she's how like, do, you how dare. Do I your, yes. How do I compare to your yeah. cousin? Yeah, he's got to like, He's know. still trying to, like, be like, I'm the best, right? Yeah. I'm the yeah. best. Yeah. But you got to like, tell me. Tell yeah. me I'm the best. Yeah. She's like, you really want to compare yourself to King, to a King Robert. Right. Uh, that was great. Uh, uh, he knew he had whores around every time and still knew, knew his way around a woman's body. Oh, that's right. That's what she yeah. said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no. You got to be related to police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, exactly. Clearly, she prefers family. Uh, Theon saving Yara was also pretty great. I'm still rooting for Theod as he makes his way back from his trauma. And yeah, uh, Theon's become a, a little bit of I a love, redeemable. I love Theod now. now, and the fact that they're going back to the Iron Islands. Who knows? They got boats. They got no, a he ain't going back. Oh, that's right. She's like, she's going back just in case things get bad and they can bring them back there. That was a great moment because he's like, you're my queen. I'll follow you. And she's like, look, I can see you want to go and help. Right. He's half Stark. You're half Stark. That was your family. It's okay. And I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. They welcome each other with a headbutt, which I guess that's what you do in that family. And then he helped. Well, he did leave her. He did jump off the boat. Remember? He did jump off the (laughs) boat like a real puss. He's he's got the knife. The guy's got the knife. And he's like, I'm out. And jumps off the boat. Yeah. Hilarious. See you later. Yes, hilarious. Uh did you know about the dragons' names and the significance? Yeah, they're no. all the, the all the um Targaryen brothers and sisters' names. Yes, I did not know this. The Sirius. The Sirius Ra- named after her brother, and that's the one that's dead. Right. Right? That the yeah. Night King has. Right. Uh Rhaegal. Rhaegal, yep, after Rhaegar. N- named after Rhaegar, and that's the one John rode. And then Drogo, named after Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. Yeah. And Drogo was Dr- the one that was staring at them. Yep. Maybe he's jealous. That mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, bitch, that was uh that's my that's, See, that's Cal Drogo's one woman. Of the, one of the questions that I have about the dragons yeah. is that are they all male? And if they can make they can fucking make oh, more dragons. They can make more dragons. Whoa. These are male, I believe. These three. Yeah, well they're named after dudes, so that pretty yeah. much these might up. be the last ones. Yeah, like I mean, they don't. They they weren't like uh, unisex back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dragons were thought to have gone extinct anyways for years until she fucking burst these dragons. So I'd you, like to see you, them shit out a couple. Yeah, of eggs. you got to start breeding these fucking dragons. If you where do the eggs come from? I don't know. Uh predictions, fellas, for next week. I predictions do, uh, in the next two. Uh, like again, episode three. Comes out the week of Avengers Endgame. It's the longest episode, almost 90 minutes of the whole show. I don't think Winterfell survives after that. I think Winterfell is going down. Yeah, I would go with. I don't know what's going to happen in the trial of Jamie. Yeah, that's going to be. But interesting. I, I will. Yeah, it's not not going out on a limb to go that Winter is Winterfell is going to fall this time. They're going to have to fall back to another place. Maybe even. Do you know the significance of Winterfell? Uh no you, you said I didn't know that but you said it in the spinoff show what yeah. is it? That is the place where they they held off the Night King the first time originally so that's where, that that is where Winter fell yeah and it stopped there that's why they yeah, that was the stronghold so those blue tiles in the credit scene keep an eye on that that's kind of telling you where the Night King's army is what's going to so happen the Night King happened before and I never knew that yeah they they repelled the um the whites and the white walkers before with the help of the children of the forest that was but that was like thousands of years ago yeah yep right? first men yeah and the children of the which forest. is maybe oh. that's what the sequel show is apparently about also that era 
Right. No shit. So, but at this point, for these people, it's something they read in history books, you know? Right. They didn't think this shit was real. Maybe they made it up. But I'm telling you, they're once they see the fucking whites and the white walkers on horses, oh, they're going to shit their pants. Who survives? That fucking dragon. When they see the dragon come at them. Uh, and she's, I love the people reacting to the dragons in Winterfell. That was fucking great. There's so many great moments in this show. And there's only five left now. So, five save left. Her Holy fuck. Every- so, the next episode's going to set up a lot more of, uh, it's going to, we're going to deal with, um, Jamie's story. Yes. We're going to see what Euron is up to. Yes. We're going to see Tyrion make his plays. Yes. And then the next episode is going to be the battle. And uh, yeah, by that point, probably the walkers have reached Winterfell and they got to band together. And really. And what's the other longer episode? There's two long episodes. So the last two episodes are also like uh, 80 minutes. Oh, shit. But episode three, that's the fucking going to be the wall to wall battle where it's probably not going to end well for many of our favorite characters. Be prepared to cry. Uh, who's Who's gone? Episode three. I, Definitely. you know, I thought the Greyjoys would be the first ones to die out of all of them, just because I'm like they're Greyjoys, but I don't know anymore. I don't know. They swerve on this show. Yeah, I, I can't really predict. I don't know either. I, I, Who do you got for Iron Throne after this, this is all wrapped? Oof, fuck. Oof, I like honestly, I, it's so hard. Like it's not going to be Jon Snow. That's my, that's the easy pick. Yeah. No, because I think that that's a that's too much of a gimme, and they're not going to go there. Fuck! They got to do a swerve. What? They got to do something. Yes. Whatever you expect. Uh, anything is not happen. I pick, yeah, is just a guess. Like I literally, I'm not even. There's no theory here. I could see Cersei ending it up on oh, staying. No. On the guy wow. Yeah. I don't know if I want. But that I could also happen. see Jamie killing Cersei. Like, yeah. Fuck. I don't think it's going to be John or Danny on the throne. No, huh? That's yeah. I don't know. Maybe no, there's gonna be, maybe a dragon sits on a fucking throne. <laughs> maybe there's no throne when all this is over. Maybe. So it ends. Yeah. Here's Gendry. I, well, <laughs> Gendry. He's a bastard. Possible too. He's an heir. He's the bastard uh, Stark Baratheon. He could no. He could be a bastard Baratheon. Yeah. yeah. Or no, yeah. He could be the yeah, the bastard Baratheon. Not the bastard Baratheon. No. He might actually be Cersei's lost son. Oh shit! That's right. Because she he in at one episode he talks about his mom having golden hair. Yeah. And she talks about missing a son that had dark hair, I believe. Oh, did you also notice Ed Sheeran got burned up and he has no uh, eyelids? That the girl when Bron was with the girls, the naked girls, they were like, "Oh, that redhead Eddie, he's horrible. He got all messed up." That's fucking Ed Sheeran's character. <laughs> oh, okay. My here's here's something I just came up with on the spot. Someone's on the throne. It's Jon Snow yeah. at the end, right? Yeah. Cut it right at the last second. Takes off the mask. It's Arya, faceless man. Arya. See, that could happen too when you got a faceless man walking around. Right. You don't know who this, part, but can she be like an adult? person who's taller yeah. than her she can be anytime magic. she puts on the face yeah. she, beca- she, becomes magic, that she becomes that person yeah that may not even be her right now we don't know i hope we see jock and hagar again do you think we'll see him who's that uh the faceless uh, man the face yeah one of the, the faces oh. the trainer and no brianna tart tarth so where was no brianna where was she no brianna's tarts no brianna's tarts where was she they sent her away to do something and i can't remember what it was i don't remember either uh, but uh, like, like, uh, like we were talking about. So, I re- both of you guys liked it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That's great. Great reunion. And needed to do what it what needed to be done. And uh, fuck, I just want more. Watch it over and over again. Yeah, I'm like, so it, it's a good primer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A great. It's, it's a good that, first episode. Yeah. The thing is, if like you look at the episode times, you can you can kind of like, okay, next episode's going to be. It's about the same time. Gonna be action. Right. And it's going to be a setup episode. Yeah. And then the next episode was going to be fucking crazy. Then we're going to come down off of that and then maybe deal with some bullshit. And then you got the big two next ones. And so it's it's going to be an awesome ride. It's going to be a crazy ride. And unlike Walking Dead, when they remember they would do their extra long episodes and they would just fucking decompress shit even more. And you're like, why is this 90 minutes of just people staring? Yeah, Walking Dead is way more boring. Holy shit. So uh, speaking of viewers, like I said last week, this is the... The last kind of appointment TV show there is on TV right now. This is something people need to watch right away. Uh, 17.4 million viewers across all platforms watched uh, the premiere. And uh, the number is just going to go up when they get like the DVR and the plus one plus two day numbers. Uh, The season seven premiere, by comparison, averaged 16.1 million viewers. So they broke their record of the highest uh, series uh, premiere. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Game of Thrones. Oh, so in terms of, wow, in this Variety article, season one started with 9.3 million viewers. Season six, 25.7 million oh, fucking shit. viewers. Where, when have you last seen a TV show that is pulling in 20 fucking million people plus? So it went down? No, it went up. No, I'm saying, but see, you said season six. Oh, that, uh, that's the total. Like, I was talking about the premiere. Oh, that's average, average. Yeah, yes. Th- yeah. This includes delayed viewing on demand. So that number may go up. Yeah, the probably. season seven average 32.8. So season seven average 32 no million. No one's not going to watch yes. this season right. if you watch season seven. Holy yeah. shit. Absolutely right. Yeah, this will do better. It's unbelievable. And then one last little funny note in uh, in terms of Geek News and Game of Thrones. Uh, old Jorah Mormont. You know Jorah Mormont, right? Played by Ian Glenn. Yeah. Uh, well, in season two, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Titans on the DC Universe season two, Ian Glenn will be playing uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, shit. Isn't he old? Laura Mormont will be playing an older Bruce Wayne on Titans. He is He's old. He's old as shit. He looks old as shit. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, this is going to be an His older. He looks like leather. Like he could be like the Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. That's what he looks like. Oh God! But they're, in, they're if he puts on the fucking mask, that's not believable. I'm at surprised all. that they're actually introducing a Bruce Wayne on a fucking TV show. That's but not David Masuse. Wasn't, wasn't he already? Wasn't he already like a young dude that kicked everybody's yeah. ass? No, that was. Did you not watch it? I don't want to spoil it. That was. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, but it wasn't real. Remember, Rugs? Yeah, it wasn't that? But still, the yeah. dream would still be the same. Right? Why would he be dreaming about? Well, but maybe Batman he goes to past. meet Bruce in person. And he's actually old now. I don't know. But more Jorah Mormont, Bruce Wayne, season two of Titans. Maybe they flash forward to Batman Beyond. Maybe. Who knows? That show, I don't know. I love Doom Patrol, though. All right, let's do I Got a News from the Nation, Game of Thrones edition. We're going to hit this right here. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> And I'm back from the washroom. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> <laughs> this 
this is the section where I pull comments and questions from our awesome Facebook group, Jock and Nation. First of all, shout out to Blake Braden for putting up the spoiler thread for episode one of season eight, Game of Thrones. I have tasked him to do this for all the episodes moving forward, so I don't have to do it. So thank you, Blake Braden. Thank you, Balake. You, Balake, is in charge of the spoiler threads. Uh, Seth Morgan says, best line of the night. This is a good line. He's got blue eyes. Kill him. Torment says, I've always had blue eyes. <laughs> that was great. That's fucking great. Barrick and Torment and the flaming sword. Uh, Brian Goff, another great line we forgot to talk about. I like Tyrion because I have balls to Varys. That's like the first piece of dialogue is, you have no balls. <laughs> and then what Varys is like, you, you don't like dwarf jokes, but you're going to make eunuch jokes? And he's like, because I have balls. Right. It's fucking great. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Lloyd has uh, a comment and an observation. I don't understand why Bran is insistent John knows the truth of his parentage. Bran knows above all the real enemy is the White Walkers and telling John who his parents are only causes issues between the already fragile alliance between John and Daenerys. Power move on Bran's part? Yeah. But he told Sam to tell him. I thought it was interesting that he didn't tell him himself. Exactly. So he's fucking up the the John, mm-hmm. this is a bit it's good for him. Well, look, if Brand knows everything is going to happen, this probably is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anthony, comment. Maybe he senses the fact that Daenerys is not the person that should be leading this. Maybe not. Yes, and a lot of people are going to start questioning. She's that. got a little bit of uh, that anger in her. That's oh, a little irrational. Just wait. We have a great comment about that. I'm glad you picked up on that. Lisa Morrison, best parts of the episode for her, John and Arya's reunion, Arya and the Hounds reunion, Arya and Gendry reunion, and flirting. Sansa and Tyrion reunion. That was great because the last time they saw each other was Jeff when Joffrey died in season three and she took off. And remember, and she's like, sorry for leaving. And he's like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> Yara headbutting Theon. Theon wanting to go to Winterfell. No elephants. <laughs> Sam's reaction to Danny killing his father was almost had me in tears. I felt bad for Sam. And then Jamie's reaction to seeing Bran. All great moments. We had so many great moments in this episode. Finally, Jess Rivera's got a great uh, comment here. A lot of people suggest Daenerys becomes like her father and goes full mad queen. But that would be obvious. And Game of Thrones likes to throw curveballs. So what if that curveball is Aegon gets a taste of entitlement and mm. goes full mad king. Oh shit! Oh shit! I don't. There are a lot of thoughts here. Th- that would ha- they would have to. There's a lot of work to be done to make him go full in mad five king. episodes. Yeah. Now, speaking of Daenerys, like her whole arc has but been. I, I mean, anything can happen, right? Can Daenerys go crazy? Like she's kind of does have. She has that. She has, she has mad that little crazy edge. I mean, she burned Sam's parents and 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 his brother, but. If you remember at the time, everyone is looking at her. She's up on the, you know, she's commanding this army. She has to do, she's not going to let him get away, but without bending the knee, she has to do something. Eh, these are, if she had to do I mean, that. these are the things you got to do to, to keep an army. But could she go crazy and then someone's going to take her out? Maybe Jamie sees this again. He's like, I killed your fucking father, bitch. I'll kill you too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that Daenerys thinks that she's this great hero. Yeah. And she is in a lot of ways, yeah. but she's also bloodthirsty. Oh, very bloodthirsty. Yeah. Yep. And power hungry. Yeah. And and a little bit entitled. Oh, yes. She's like, she's like an entitled white fucking girl from fucking Lincoln Park here. 
Yeah, okay, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, she she's always you know she thinks she's the right flair. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, so this yeah. is this is entitlement. She's trying to earn it, but there's all yeah. a sense of like this is what belongs to me. Well, she's done everything that she needed to do. Like, look, fate dealt her a hand with those eggs, right? Yeah, right. yeah. She got them as a gift. Yeah, they were gifted to her, so she kind of took that and rolled with. Rolled with that and made shit happen, you know, and was able to kind of earn her her place. Uh, John Snow, on the other hand, he was in a similar situation, but he was an outcast and was always the reluctant hero. Yes, reluctant king. He always made the right decision. Now, I don't think he ever killed someone out of joy or because he needed to. So he's got more of a moral edge on Daenerys for who deserves to be there. Absolutely. He is the uh, Captain America to her Tony Stark. Well, a little bit. Does that make sense? Maybe. Uh, it's stretching it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, th- so this brings up another question. If John is full Targaryen, is he also fireproof? Do you think? And he's half Targaryen. He's half, he's Targaryen. half. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Dan- Danny's full on. She's full, so she can walk through the fire. No problem. Yeah. He can only walk halfway. He's through. a song of fire and ice. He is the song of fire and ice. Exactly. He's the combined. Man, did you guys notice uh, one little, one quick thing? The um, the red burning meteorite or comet in the sky again? No, what? No, it's back. It's back. Oh, it was yeah. back in the intros. Yes. I believe you could. You notice in the um, I saw it in the sky the somewhere. Shit. Yeah, it's back, and that's the that was a lot of the red priestesses thinks that's the cue for Azora's a high or whatever. Melisandre, that was her deal, right? Yeah. She's like that. Wow, I forgot that there's like a, a cosmic space threat still coming mm. also. So maybe last episode, the meteor hits, everybody dies, done. There's no throne, there's nothing. The whole planet explodes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no Night King. Well, that don't know. Nobody gets a Night King now. See what happened? You just ruined it for everyone. Uh, I don't know. There's definitely, the more Targaryen you are, you got to have some of that fucking crazy blood, man. Yep. It's going to be crazy. We'll see. I, we'll see. Good stuff. I, it's a lot to discuss in that first episode. These are almost like mini movies. They reviews. are, dude. Each one, it's chock- so exhausted already. Yeah, and they and the fact that they're six, they gotta put so much shit in there. Listener, join the Facebook group. We're gonna have to figure out what we're doing next week. The, well, we're no we'll talk about. Yeah, it. I think we're the following week. We're gonna have to do two episodes. That's all we can do. Yeah, if you instant wanna, reactions. If you want to hear, are we gonna do? Are we gonna do an episode for each one of these? Yes. Okay. Here's the deal. Right here. First of all, listener, join the Facebook group. The com- there's great conversation about Game of Thrones going on. Second of all, next week, like we said, we're gonna do Avengers Endgame. But if you want to hear what we thought about the second episode and third episode right away, you know what to do. You sign yeah. up to the Patreon because most mortem. Yes, we will do instant reactions because next week we will we'll not be talking Game of Thrones. The following week, we'll catch up on two and three. This is a week behind as it is. Now, you want to hear it right away? Sign up for the Patreon. Ah, there you go. There you, you go. Get it right away, and it's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, I got a little segment here. Let's get to the Jock Coachella report. I'll give you this. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, do you even podcast? I think that's appropriate. Uh, Anthony. Uh, take a few minutes. I want to know how, when, and how you would compare Coachella <laughs> to the other uh, festivals you have been to. Ooh, so yeah, I went to Coachella weekend one. If you're uh, listening to this now, it's actually two weekends. So weekend two is happening as you, as this is released. All wow, right. Um, so a little context. So give me just one second here. I'm gonna pull up a little Coachella 
history. So I, Coachella was created back um, in 93. Oh. Wow. Is that right? No, that's not, not right. That's when Lollapalooza started. At? No. Lied. I lied. Its origins are in 93, but it, the first one was in October 99. Okay. Um, just three months after Woodstock. Uh, so it was basically the kind of like the antithesis to Woodstock. Like Woodstock was associated with these big like bands um, that were like very heavy, where this one was a little bit more, um, they're booking the acts based on artistry rather than just radio popularity. I got you. It was the, it was the anti-Woodstock. Yeah. So it started in 99. It is completely different now. <laughs> it is now the festival in definitely in the U.S. and if not the world in terms of popularity. Yeah. Like everyone talks about Coachella. You got to be seen there. Yeah. So there's weekend one and there's weekend two. And I'm sorry if this is redundant for people that are my age and know about this. <laughs> um, weekend one is the weekend that all the celebs and the Instagram and the models and the Instagram quote unquote influencers Ugh. are at and or just influencers in general. So this is the one that everyone wants to go to because it's the first weekend. It's the one where you're going to get all the surprises. You're going to see celebrities. You're going to get, you know, it's just you. That's the one you want to be at. There's all the pre parties, the post parties. That's the one you want to be at. Weekend two is more or less just for the, just about the music that entire weekend. I wanted to go to weekend one because why go to the sequel? Go to the fucking premiere. <laughs> if you're going to go to Coachella, go big. So I went same to Weekend acts 1. Same acts or different acts? It's always the same acts. Okay. But Weekend 1 offers more surprises. Ah. Weekend 2, you'll get surprises, but you'll either already know about ah. them or they might not even happen or they it's might be slightly different. Thing. So it's like there's no different people playing. It's all the same people playing the second weekend. Yeah, I mean, you'll get a little variation in some of the like lineups, um, but all the, the for the most part, it's pretty much the same. Oh, so shit. yeah, so um, weekend one is when you get your selfies, though. Yes, weekend one is when you get your. <laughs> it's it's usually it looks like about they. So now they are they're up to about one hundred and twenty thousand wow. people every every day. Wow, um, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. So as far as what Coachella is like, uh, one of my coworkers sent me a tweet that was absolutely appropriate for what Coachella is. It is basically the influencer Olympics. Ugh, I hate that word. I throw <laughs> up in my mouth every time you say it. How influence. do you feel about that, Anthony? It's interesting. I mean, it, it, <laughs> so you walk in and first off, unlike other festivals I've been to like Lollapalooza or EDC in Las Vegas, um, each one has their own vibe. Lala is more, more or less um, relaxed and a lot of kids, a lot, a lot of high schoolers. EDC is just fucking crazy like everyone's dressed crazy yeah. like bright colors tutus wrist like tons of beads like pixie wings and shit yeah, yeah. just like fairies yeah, like fairies. everything yeah. is like you're like in a dream world <laughs> yeah you walk into coachella yeah. and first off and we kind of participate in this too me and my group but you walk in and everyone is it's like probably like 80 to 90 90 degrees out yeah. in the day yeah but everyone is dressed to the nines yeah like uh the most fashionable stuff that people could wear outdoors oh. they're wearing it. Yeah. Like everyone is dressed up I mean, and a lot for a lot of people. I'm going, how the fuck <laughs> are you wearing that in this kind of weather? But that's beside the point. So everyone's dressed up really nice. Second thing I notice is God damn. Everyone is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like legitimately everyone, you look around and you're like there, you are surrounded by 
the most beautiful pe- young people in the That's world. That's amazing. I noticed that in your photos on Instagram, I'll be honest. <laughs> so you, you notice those two things right away. Third thing you notice is everyone that you, when you get there during the daytime, everyone that is there, or a, a good majority of the people that are there are having photo shoots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everyone it sounds exactly like G-Fed. <laughs> get in yes. line for your selfies. Similar to G-Fest. Uh, everyone is taking pictures of themselves, getting other people to take pictures of themselves. They notice like when we're lining up my group, they'll be like, hey, we'll take a picture of you if you get one of our group. So everyone's taking, then there's all these different art installations and um, like there's a giant Ferris wheel. There's, so there's a lot of like f- photogenic stuff that you can take pictures with. Um, so everyone's doing that. So for someone like me that doesn't recognize a ton of models or doesn't recognize a ton of these so-called quote-unquote influencers, yeah. I didn't know who the fuck anyone was. I was just like, what is this? Like, I literally turned to my friend. I go, this this fest should just be called Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is all that like, is. They shouldn't let you in unless you have 10,000 followers. Like, you can't right, even get a fucking right, ticket. Right. Um, wow. As far as the music, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a good fest. You're going to get all different genres of music. You are going to get some really cool surprises. Um, like the sound failing on Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande. <laughs> You That's had God's P. Will. Diddy. Yes, they had technical <laughs> difficulties. I, I mean, read. Ariana Grande brought out uh, NSYNC reunion without Whoa. Justin Timberlake. Whoa. So how do you? Um, Nicki Minaj and brought out P. Diddy and Mace. Yeah, these are surprises, um, weren't they? I mean, Weezer brought out Chili from TLC and brought out like another band. Like there's oh, that's all sorts of shit. Yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of different surprises. Um, but there's all these different genres of music. Um, there's like seven or eight stages, so there's a ton of different stuff going on. Um, I personally didn't notice any celebrities. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy that was in VIP that said he'd met a few. Um, I had some other friends that seek them out and found them. If you are looking for them, you definitely will find models and celebs. Personally, I wasn't looking for them, so I never noticed. You're it. probably walking uh, right by them, and uh, and then, uh, but yeah, who I had knows? no fucking clue. Yeah. I was just there to enjoy the music. Dude, um, the fucking ribbon LED screen in the videos is amazing, and a little seizure inducing. <laughs> but wow, what a fucking screen stage setup! So take us through like a day of your, like, so you 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 uh, rented out this place. We rented out a, a really nice house in Palm. So Palm Springs is where a lot of people stay. There's a ton of mansions there. We rented out a really nice four-bedroom, three-bath, private pool, a bath, uh, hot tub house um, in Palm Springs. So Palm Springs is probably 20, 20 miles out from Coachella, oh, Indio, California. Oh. Um, every day, we had the house. We'd wake up at 9 or 10, cook a big breakfast, get in the pool, just start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just drinking all day, um, drinking until like 1 or 2 o'clock. Girls get ready. Guys get, like, still drink. Girls done getting ready. Guys get ready real quick. By about, like, 3.30, 4 o'clock, leave for Coachella, get there about 5-ish, then kind of get settled in, grab some beers. What's unique about Coachella is they don't allow you to leave the beer tents with beer, so they want to keep their grass pretty pristine. Oh, okay. So you can't really drink out by the stages, which is a little different. wow. Um, But then get there, have your lineup of acts, Inevitably, some people want to see one act, some see another. So you meet up at certain spots. Um, twice lost my friend. <laughs> twice had to, twice I were like looking for my friend at the end of the night, looking in like medical tents to see if he's still alive. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, and then you, it goes till about 12, one, 1 o'clock in the morning. And then it is a little bit of a nightmare getting out of those parking lots. So you get home at like 
2, 2.30. Oh, shit. And you sleep. Take a shower. Yeah. Immediately shower because you're filled with yeah. dirt and dust. The dust there is a no joke. The molly's coming out of your pores. You're taking so much of it. <laughs> you know. Is it like dust from like what? Like, wow. The, the desert. So when you're going to the parking oh, lot, it's just desert. Dust storm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like shit. you're breathing and all this. And you're literally the next morning, if you don't wear a, a bandana across your face, you're just coughing up. Wow. Wow. Um, actually. Oh, so that's why everybody's wearing ninja masks. Yeah, no, it is. Like, That's a legit. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like some kind of like you're a, in a cowboy. Yeah, you're in a gang. No, well, <laughs> at, like like at an EDC, if you see people wearing ninja masks, yeah. it's because they're huffing like yeah. Vicks or yeah, something. Yeah, they got shit now on this. The they're thing. legitimately just covering their face. Like you mentioned the Molly thing. Yeah. At EDC, you walk through the like if you're leaving the stage yeah. and you walk through the crowd, you look at people's eyes and they're so rolled over yeah, and yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. Like you, you're like everyone's dead. Yeah. But and having like are just bobbing their head. You walk through ED, uh, Coachella. I personally don't think there's a ton of people doing drugs. Oh, really? I think I think a lot of these people are there to look good and be there and, and look, be seen and be, be taken seen. pictures and then, of pictures and, and, and so they're gonna like, want to look, look like yeah. shit. Yeah, so they don't ever want. There's there's so not what a lot are they of people doing? Letting, just standing there. Yeah, there's people like standing there, getting into the music. You, you know, keep in mind too, you can't bring alcohol out, so you can't really get fucked up. So when you're watching quickly. the music, you can't drink. Right. Oh. Unless, yeah, you can't drink. Oh, wow. So, All those people were not drinking in those fucking videos. Unless you hang out in the beer garden, yeah. which is like a little further away. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I mean, it's a fun time. It's definitely a great experience if you're into festivals like I am. It's not something I think I would do annually or maybe ever again. You just needed to um, do it once. But I needed to do it once. Uh, I will say the first night. When you're at the some of these stages, watch out for pickpocketers. I did I get was pickpocketed add, the tell first this night. Fucking story, dude. How's the petty crime there? That's uh, not great. <laughs> it's not good over there. It's a dangerous place, this coach. I, hey, if you're gonna rob people, we rob them at Coachella, I guess. So I was walking around with my phone, looking for two of my friends at that stage. It's called the Sahara stage, where there's a ton of LED ribbons and all that. I had a little too much to drink, so I was a little little out and of it. Where's your wallet? Wallet's in my left front pocket. Front pocket. Front pocket. Okay. And I'm looking for my friends through this stage. I have looking at my phone to kind of get an idea of where they're at. Get bumped a few times. That's not a big deal. Like you get bumped all the time at these festivals. A hundred thousand people there. Yeah, there's people going in all sorts of different directions. Especially when at a stage, it's really crowded. Get out of the crowd and realize, oh fuck, oh shit. my wallet is gone. <laughs> you got Oliver twisted, motherfucker. I got, I got my wallet taken from me. So probably a twelve year old um, too that did it. Might have been. Uh, so did you have to get on the phone and cancel all your credit cards and shit? Well, I wasn't going to do that at the fest. So luckily, um, I went to my friends. They were like, oh, fuck, like, this is crazy. Like, what should we do? And my one of my friends, I was really calm about it. One of my friends was like, hey, I know you, you'll be able to get on a plane without your ID. And I would go, great. Like, that's all I needed to hear. Okay, I'm good. So I was cool about it. All I did was when I got home. I just canceled all my cards. Luckily, nothing was taken. Looks like all they really took was this, the cash that I had. Um, I had to cancel all my cards and get a new so not driver's the worst, license. Uh, not the worst thing. And the, thing, the good thing about Coachella is they don't check your ID coming in. Oh, my God. No. So I was just getting in. Just let anybody then, in. Yeah. And then my friends would just, you need a wristband to oh, go in the alcohol okay. areas. Okay. So my friends would go get a wristband, take it off, and just put it on me. Wow. So I, yeah. The only thing, and actually in... I mean, it sucks to, don't get me wrong, it sucked to fucking lose my ID and my, like, cash yeah. and, like, my credit cards and have to rely on other people for things. Yeah. But, I mean, I had $70 in there, so I lost that. Yeah. But I basically traded $70 for, I probably would have spent all of that and more. At least $200 on alcohol <laughs> and food. 
So the guy helped I, you out. I love to drink yeah, while I'm at yeah. these festivals. Like, oh, so I got my car and I can't buy nothing. So like, it, it, yeah, it kind of actually saved me money. So the guy somewhat did me a favor in terms of oh, saving shit. some money. Always get pickpocketed. That's the lesson here, uh, yeah. people. Uh, <laughs> who's your fa- favorite performance uh, of the, the whole time? Uh, Wiz Khalifa. Okay. For right. sure. Yeah. So let me tell you something. I follow you on your personal Instagram and I'm looking sure. at these fucking photos. <laughs> and uh, this looks like the set of a CW Asian show with hot people. I'm like, what is this? HotAsians.com? God damn. Th- these are people I normally loathe and hate because they make me feel bad with their perfect fucking photos on Instagram. Oh, and you're there with them and you're one of them. And I'm like, how am I even friends with this motherfucker? Look at those abs. What's going on? Amazing. It looked like a photo shoot in your fucking Instagram. And you guys were even like you were just fucking around. We were fucking around. We so we took a lot of photos because we wanted to I mean, we always like to capture every moment, all the moments, but um we were definitely like trying to look like influencers just to be fucking around. Yeah, you did it. We even we even had a a bet the entire weekend. If you say the word influencer, you're automatically drinking. (laughs) Or if you hear the word uh, passing, take a drink. But in every picture, we would take one smiling, one serious posed, and then one laughing. So that it was always like this thing of like, oh, look, like you have these photos to choose from. Um, And also, side note, it's kind of a thing we do, but really stood out at Coachella. Every night, the guys and girls had themes. Yeah. So us guys, the first night wore like black clothing. Ah. The second day, we all wore Aztec clothing. Oh, my God. Tribal clothing. Yeah. And then the third night, we wore like pop culture T-shirts. Oh, shit. That's so, then, so you look like a the, boy band on the third night? Yeah. So like no. the, the third night, like one guy was wearing a Sandlot T-shirt. One's wearing a Britney Spears T-shirt. I was wearing a shirt that said Willpower <laughs> with Will Smith's face on it. So fucking hipster douchey. What the oh, shit? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, it, we definitely were douchey in that sense. It's but so great. You blend in in the crowd. Like yeah, everyone is looking to, like yes. this. I can't imagine all... The only thing that sounds terrible to me yeah. about this yeah. is that, okay, you go to Coachella, you have this place, you go do this whole thing, yep. and then the next day you got to saddle up and do it again. <laughs> yeah. You, then you gotta do it, but then you got to saddle up and do it again. Yeah. Is it two nights or three nights? Three nights, and you can oh only buy God. a three-day pass. Um, oh, yeah, shit. That, that's, that's rough. Uh, yeah. the, the thing about that is where we do a lot of fests. Um, Every morning is fuck. Well, every night that you get home is like the most miserable thing because you're so fucking tired yeah. and you're dirty and you're hungry and you just you want to get home and it's you sat in that parking lot for an hour. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, you get home, shower, or whatever. You wake up the next morning and you are coughing up a lung, <laughs> coughing up tired, yes. and sore in areas you never thought yeah. you would be sore yeah. for. And you wake up and you're like, Let's shit. Go again. We have to do this again. I'm getting old. I'm beat up. So but then you get that. I don't know. You just get that alcohol on you, and you realize, shit, we're going to do this again. And we have this fucking lineup that we want to see. And yeah. it kind of just, you just get by on adrenaline. But by the by the last day, or uh, by the day, you know, when it's over that day after it's it's the like the Monday or the yeah. Tuesday, yeah. you are your body is so drained. And you're like, I, mean, I, I remember sleeping home. for like twelve hours oh, when I finally geez. got to my my own bed. Fuck. Yeah, it's rough. I'm still like tired it's like it. and you can't even really and it gets harder every year you can't even party that hard because of how oh, we partied hard yeah okay we partied hard okay. but it's it, there's a limit man. well let me ask you this which is i ask you every time when you come back because every time you're getting a little bit older anthony yeah how many more years of this you got in you <sighs> i don't know man i to be honest this is the first time where i've gone like i don't know i and you know this will probably change and i'll probably do another one of these somewhere 
because it's always cool to go to a different city and do one. But this is the one of the first ones where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if about traveling for these. Any- like, this is getting rough on the body. Like, <laughs> oh, no. like I don't. I'm already in the, the mindset of I won't do EDC anymore unless give me a, like unless you have to give a me a really occasion. good reason. Yeah, yeah. celebration. And Coachella, something. same thing. If if you get my like entire crew or a good reason to go, then I'll do it. But I, I'm not instigating any of this anymore. Like. There's only like, I've only got maybe a couple of these travel ones left in me, and I do think Coachella. The ones in Chicago are way easier. Yeah, like doing it in Chicago yeah, is easy because you get to go, you yeah. go there for a day, you yeah, come home, you come you sleep home. in your own bed. Yeah. I mean, I think Coachella is one of those where it's a, you got to do it once in your lifetime, kind of like a bucket list. Yeah, thing. Coachella. So like Coachella's on the list of like all genre eighty all genre festivals. Coachella's like number one. Yeah. You've got like Lollapalooza is a pretty big one. Yeah. Luckily, it's in Chicago. Bonnaroo is a big one. Yeah. Oh, Bonnaroo. Um, they still do that? Like, Shit. They do it. Yeah. But that's a camping one. Yeah. Governor's yeah. Ball is big. And then as far as EDM, EDC and like Ultra are really yeah. big right now. But um, no one's camping at Coachella. People camp. Oh, there's, there's a, a camp. There's there a, is camping. There's a camping section too. Yeah, I thought which so. Which is the weirdest thing because you walk past this camping area and you go, how the fuck are these schmucks looking this good when they get in there? <laughs> they're coming out of a yeah, they're, tent. They're coming out of a fucking tent on the ground. We're, they're using some communal shower. You got a fucking shower and a sink in there? How's this <laughs> yeah. happening? They all have yeah. their own makeup fucking stalls in the like, tent? To me, that's the weirdest thing is you camp at a festival that you are supposed to look your absolute best at. See, I don't understand this because the one fe- camping festival I did too was called Detroit Lakes. It was a jam band festival. Yeah. So smelly hippies everywhere and yeah nobody's showering you're fucking around with all oh, these terrible but that's what was great about it is that it was hippies and you had jam bands and it didn't fucking matter what you look like or how fucking you acid you took how much acid you took I, yeah. i'm i'm on the boat of I, I don't know if i can do a camping festival that was kind of fun yeah, I, there's a, a festival called firefly oh yeah yep, yep. Firefly, yep. At, yep. Yeah. that's not the fun not to be confused with the fire festival which no, no, not this, the, fire festival. the whole influencer thing reminded me of the fire festival except they actually have a fucking festival <laughs> festival unlike the fire festival <laughs> billy mcfarland what a dick but people camp at those things again yeah, and and it's pretty uh grody from what i've heard. yeah it's yeah. rough yeah it's gonna get nasty when you know you got porta porta johns for a hundred thousand people everybody has the same like uh swamp ass <laughs> yes but you got i mean you guys did it right with the place and a nice big house yeah i mean it, it took it literally took we started playing that in august so wow. of last year it's so big, it took a lot a of planning thing. yeah Fantastic. Not something you can just jump into. Well, we got, yeah, and I'm sure tickets sell out right away, and you got to get the tickets, tickets first. First weekend tickets sold out right away. I'm so glad we can live vicariously through you because you're really it, the only person. I'm not I even know. talking about the after parties yeah. too. Oh shit! Just, I didn't get to go to any of them because oh I was God. so beat up. There's after parties. The after parties, a lot of them are invite only, and it's oh, free booze, free liquor, uh, free game. Like there's some ones called Neon Carnival where it's just carnival games everywhere and celebs everywhere. That's just, where the influencing thing probably comes in handy. Yeah, get yeah, you have fucking- to get on a list. Now, did anybody from your crew attend, or just yep. not? You? I had not not from my crew, but someone that I know did attend and was trying to get me to go. Yeah, and he said these things were just madness. Like you, <laughs> you're literally <laughs> surrounded by. He's like, you're literally surrounded by so many tall, model-looking brunettes yeah. that you become almost desensitized it to it. Seems like a weird fake plastic environment. Like I just it, like a dream. Like I can't even it imagine. Is. It, it is a little like- bit. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of this just. Like how there's so many good looking people in one we're place. Not, we're not asking the most important question. Yeah. Did you seize the opportunity to do anything with any of these model looking chicks? I did not. <laughs> and the uh, the reason why is I I was there with an ex girlfriend oh. that I had planned to Awkward. go. Awkward. 
Not that it was awkward, okay. but it just I wasn't gonna do that in front of and, and oh, she so probably she's probably like a nice person. Yeah, and she probably wouldn't have cared and been like, he's single, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Fuck him, whatever. <laughs> but I wasn't gonna do like I just that was just a weird situation for me. I wasn't gonna I now, wasn't was gonna there, make it weird. Was there like like you, you just stayed away from each other? No, no, we definitely partied together. But oh. it, like I definitely was looking around like, oh man, there's a lot of hot girls here, but I wasn't gonna run away and then right. show up with some random girl on my arm. Nobody touched this spaghetti. Nobody touched my spaghetti. Nobody did that. She wasn't gonna she wasn't she probably wouldn't have cared, but it was more or less just for my own comfort You're of a I don't want to make this weird. It's very gentlemanly of you. It's a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, you're thinking yeah. of other people's feelings. Like, how many times are you gonna be around all these hot chicks? I know. This might be the only time. So yeah, I might have. I might have. <laughs> let this be a lesson to anyone yes. that's, that's out there. Yes. Don't plan a a year out trip with someone that you've only been dating for five or six months. No, <laughs> definitely don't buy a house with them. I got no so many questions. I can't ask them on this podcast. You can ask me on the after <laughs> on the Patreon. Oh. All right, great jock report. Thank you so much. I'm living fucking through your experiences, and now I feel like. I went to Coachella and I don't have to go. There you so go. If you want to hear any dirty details, you got to get the uh, Patreon. Sign up for the yeah, Patreon. Patreon. We'll get before I'll we, answer more questions okey there. Okie Well, before we get to there, I have a quick uh, baseball fantasy league update. Here's the National Fantasy League update. For all those in the league, here is Jason Dutch from the commissioner of the Felty League from Voice from the Underground. Hello, hello. What's up? Jock and Nerd Nation, this is Jason Dutch with a little bit of an update for you guys on the Nerd League, Fantasy Baseball League. So let's get right into the jazz here. Uh, update on the standings uh, as we are in the third week now, halfway through the third week. Jose Ibarra's Cleveland Steamers are leading the dark side division with a 2-0 record. Uh, myself, Dutch's Suicide Squad, uh, Gerald Glassford, and Mr. Miller's speedsters are all one and one. And Team Braden, managed by Blake Braden, who needs to change the name of his team to something more interesting, is 0 and 2. Uh, the Zach Attack leads the Thanos division, managed by Brian Goff. He is also 2 and 0. Just Rivera, Felix Winterbottom, and Lisa Morrison are all 1 and 1. And poor Chaz, 0 and 2. Oh, Chaz, come on. Back sliders are hanging out, taking it in the back door. In their bottom the is is very weak. This week, everything's <laughs> close so far. I'm playing Blake. Uh, backdoor Sliders and Central City Speedsters are engaged in a half-point struggle at the moment. Jess versus Brian. Uh, Ibarra versus Glassford. And Lisa Morrison versus Felix Winterbottom in a close one. So, by the way, when it comes to Game of Thrones, it stands on its own. You guys talked about this last week. The only ones that can measure up to it in my book, though, is Sons of Anarchy. And Sopranos. So, later, guys. Sons of Anarchy. I'm surprised. I have not watched that. And I didn't know it was that great. Rugs, would you put it up there as one of the best shows? Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy. I never watched Ron it. Perlman's in there and Peggy Bundy. I never watched it. No. I'm rooting for Lisa Morrison to take the Iron Throne of the baseball fantasy. I want her to win it all because she's badass. I don't know. Chaz, get some points. I don't know how this Come on, Chaz. Ah, ah. Come on, bro. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you? We're going to wrap it up. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Twitter. Really Rug Twitter. Boy. At Really Rug Boy. Uh, find him poking at celebrities. Yeah, I just, I'm not really doing wars like I used to. Yeah. I'm just Smell doing like, 
Yeah, I'm doing like hot fire insults. Yeah, like hot, hot takes. takes. Hot takes, yeah. yes. Get hot takes of Rugboy at Really Rugboy. Show notes for this episode, listener, visit jockandair.com slash 270. You'll find links to everything we talk about and our Amazon affiliate links for the U.S. and Canada. Another way to support the show, click it, continue shopping with your Amazon. Uh, you'll be helping us out. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already subscribed, follow us on the gram at Jock and Nerd, Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast. And of course, if you like the show, listener, tell your friend. Show them how to subscribe. It's Sometimes it's a little technical for people when it's really just a couple of button pushes. But you'd be helping us out. Grab your friend's phone. Subscribe them right there. Thanks for listening this week to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll hear you next time. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo. Get your hand off my penis! Get your hand off my penis! Get your hand off my penis! No, you! Get your hand off my penis! Okay, fine. Now touch mine. Talking nerd!